0: I'm Vince Rocha. Did he say venti mocha? And sitting in for Michael Hutchinson is super special, guys, Martin Bailey. Yay, kids. Hello, kids. Oh, I don't think I have a cheer. <laughs> I don't have nice. no cheer or anything. You have... I'd be nice if I had a cheer God. sound effect. You would think that I... You've been there. doing this a while. <laughs>
1: that's Yeah, that's me. Sitting in for my... a <laughs> Yeah, pretty much, yeah. I'm way louder than that, I've been told. So, not, not loud enough on the. The snoring
0: uh so what's going on man i haven't uh we just figured out that we haven't seen each other in four months four months and we're able to peg the exact day because it was the uh the date of the last podcast
1: which is crazy i can't believe it's been four months
0: yeah isn't it weird that you go four months without seeing your friends and then you just pick up where you left off yeah i mean i you and i have since you got here you've been here for I don't know. Ten minutes. We've we've spoken briefly, and uh, it, by our listeners are probably like, God, it sounds like they talk on the phone every five minutes. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. How are you? Yeah, doing all right, man. Yeah. So, since our last podcast, the world has changed. It's become a bleaker place. Very bleak. I'm sure you uh, have a few things to say about that. Maybe, maybe not. Oh, no. I don't know.
1: Are you you know
0: you just rolling with it?
1: It, it's one of those things, you know. Are you running
0: around grabbing pussies?
1: Uh, well, legally, I can.
0: That's just it. That's yeah. that's the better world that we're in today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and you're white, so yeah. you know things are looking have up problem, for I don't you. Have any problems except in certain areas because I do actually have darker skin tones. That's just because uh, you're cal- the, you're in California. You the, got to the, the, Cher- the Cherokee. The Cherokee. That's just in California too. Yeah. You're
0: just go with white. Exactly. With white. It's very important yeah. the next four years. Well, you, it it is kind of alt
1: white. Yeah, it is kind of creepy that I can go places and. Be perfectly fine. So, yeah, man. It's pretty sad. Yeah, that's pretty it's, it's, it's a horrible situation. So, a, more videos come out and more bullshit comes out. And, you know, what are you going to do? It's like 60 million people were conned, you know? So, and it's like, uh, you know, uh, to go back 60 to, million. Oh, is well, that what,
0: 62 it, to 63 million is no, the current vote. Yeah, 50 yeah. yeah. Nine, like it's like yeah.
1: 59.8 something. Yeah. Um, I would say about 50 million of those, well, 40, maybe 40 million of those people are completely and totally conned. Um, you think they were? Why would blacks, Jews, Asians, and definitely Mexicans? Well, vote clearer, for clearly they're something.
0: the inferior race, and they're just not as smart, and that's why they.
1: Well, <laughs> that, well that that's the whole thing. That's what's going on right now in Washington, and these videos that are I don't, coming out.
0: I actually don't think anybody was conned. I mean,
1: absolutely one hundred percent conned.
0: I shouldn't say anybody. I've
1: actually talked to people and said, "Oh, we need these people out of Washington. We need new blood, and we need new people." Blah blah blah, and you are like. Did you not notice who he's talking to? Did you not notice who he is friends with and is, in you know, association in Washington?
0: OK, with that version so, of Cond, then all right, I'm with you. I was thinking along the lines of Kond, um Well, besides in the, the school, I mean, besides every
1: way. single business he's ever done under I'm his with name.
0: You. I'm with you on all of that. But <laughs> I, I mean, the, the whole like uh, Hillary is Hillary's emails and Hillary is a criminal and Hillary yeah. is all that. Um I don't know that people were necessarily conned by that. But overall, now that we're in post election and we're seeing some of the people that he's appointing, mm-hmm. it seems to be con. Although this uh Breitbart or Breitbart Bait Bart guy, mm-hmm. Bannon. Yeah, Bannon. Bannon he certainly doesn't seem like, you know, typical politician. And so he was
1: there the entire time.
0: He was there the entire time. The but, entire time. So he like certainly right he certainly uh flesh fresh blood in the political system
1: uh to an extent
0: because he used to work he, he, for goldman sachs because
1: his money you know uh, pushed you know politicians he wasn't a politician because he couldn't be because of his political
0: yeah well stance. trump himself said that he p- bought politicians yeah um, so oh yeah
1: which is, i mean that's to me that's the normal washington unfortunately right. since day one so there's certain things that you can you know, cry about and there's certain things that you can say, oh, we need to change this. That's just how, unfortunately, that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. Un- until our political system changes, which Trump might be able to do, I don't know. I don't see it because now he'll buy his way into other things. Well,
0: that's the most hopeful thing that, that we have right now is that and we just learned this recently with uh this the stupid saturday night live tweets uh for those of you who aren't aware or listening to this at a different time uh alec baldwin uh did a skit on trump this past weekend on saturday night live and trump tweeted uh that as he watched parts of snl it's completely one-sided and demands equal time right and this is very confusing because he doesn't, I guess, understand the First Amendment or equal time only applies no, to an election. And he he said in his tweet he only watched parts of it. So how can he say that it skewed one side when he watch the entire thing? Because he didn't watch the skit that was about you know uh, the bubble, yeah. um, the the uh, leftists living in a bubble and not understanding what the rest of the country is. So uh, no, he's crazy. The, but the, the good thing, l- but the good thing about that tweet is, and this is what I was hopeful for when he won is Trump is going to be the guy who is saying let's build a wall and all those backroom politics that we see on House of cards where you know to get a senator to approve a wall you have to approve a bridge in his you know district right. yeah um, I feel we're gonna see Trump saying and tweeting and going, this motherfucker from Texas wants me to build a bridge so he can put up a wall, and I'm hoping that exposes a lot of shit.
1: No, absolutely. On both sides, because I
0: think Trump, well, I know Trump reacts before he thinks. No, way before. So he will burn Republicans as well as demos. Well, Which he's done. Which kills
1: me, which he's done for the last 30 years. So what kills me uh, is the Republican base is just like, oh, we have a new leader and we have a new king and Hillary deserves to be in jail. Blah, blah, blah. And you're just like every single thing that Donald's done is out there. There's nothing private about him. And right. all of his stuff has been fraud. All of his stuff have been cons. All of his stuff has been lies. He doesn't pay people. You know, it's like all these, you know, horrific things that he's been doing and he doesn't care who it is. He's screwed his own family over. So it's just like as long as he gets something out of it personally. Yeah, that's it. And it just, this like, is, that well, this goes spring against spring. the Constitution, and that goes against, like, he's tweeting stuff out, and you're like, so, your wife is going to stay in New York with your son. And they just put up a thing that the Secret Service has to stay there. Yeah. So, basically, $60,000 a month per person, per, you know, per Secret Service
0: uh, it's like to, a million, to, million dollars a month to keep them there. Or something. Yeah, it's yeah. going.
1: It is going to be, and all of that because he owns the building. Right. That all goes to him. Right. So you're just like, well, that's actually against the law. So like, what he's like, what he's doing is now siphoning money from the, you know, from the government. And you're like, well, that's impeachable. So it's just like, does he not think about these things? No, he doesn't fucking care. He right. doesn't know the right. Constitution. He doesn't know laws. He doesn't know anything. Right. He doesn't care. And people. Like, that's where i go back to the con is he is a con man since day one so if he's president for four years that's yeah that's well i mean I don't, I... I don't think he will i think he'll actually step down after a, a while and let you know psycho pence you know uh, take over
0: <laughs> i think i think labeling him as a con man is a bit much he's uh I mean that—that says that he's smarter than I actually think that he really is. Um, (laughs) I don't even mean that. I don't even mean that as a joke. I mean I've seen some awesome cons. No, but that's the thing. I think I think Trump's more of a a sales a a salesman, a bully salesman than he really is a a con man, because you know he 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 pushes you and coerces you and forces you into something Mm. and. Basically, in the in the world of a relationship that is rape, where a good con man gets a blowjob and doesn't right. go to jail the following morning, right? You know, okay. he bought you the right amount of drinks, right. told you the right things you wanted to right. hear, and everything worked out for him at the end of the night. The Trump date in the morning, you're taking a shower and calling the police, right? I understand. Yeah. So I don't really label him as a con man, but, but then it, again, he's it's, he's you're, a you're police the Police, haven't.
1: but they've been doing that for forty years. And... Well. There's here's here's money.
0: what I like about trump, um oh lord don't. here's here's what I really like don't. about
1: Trump. don't even say that because I'll leave
0: georgie georgie George Bush jr. oh he wanted nothing more than to please his father, oh yeah, and the danger of wanting to please someone else is you will take a bullet for that person, mm-hmm. you will do anything for that person, and a lot of people died
2: yeah
0: donald Donnie just wants to please himself, yeah donnie the thing that donnie would love more than anything in the world is to replace george washington's face on the one dollar bill yeah so donnie is only concerned with looking good being popular he wants to leave in four years which i don't he's not going to last longer than four years because the people who voted for him are going to realize that it wasn't the great white hope they were hoping for um but in four years, he wants to try and walk out of that office and say, you know, my numbers were tremendous. I was right. the most popular president we've ever had and right. all of that. He wants his face on, on currency. Yeah. Well, he's not willing to take a bullet like Georgie is no. to please someone else. So I, I feel like Trump is going to try to please everybody. In an effort to try and be the most popular president, right. yeah, and you know he's already changed his mind on things like Obamacare, on some of Obamacare, and on you know putting Hillary in jail, and the wall has become a fence. So things are teetering, and this is why his his uh, alt right movement is not going to reelect him in four years. Um, but I feel like you can count, you you can predict, and you can count on someone who has their own interests at heart. It's very difficult to predict what Georgie was going to do. Because he's trying oh, no, to he please someone yeah. else. Yeah,
1: well, several people. Well, Georgie,
0: yeah, George yeah. Bush became a pup, uh, puppet politically, but, uh, and that also made things difficult because yeah. you didn't know who's, whose agenda right. you were predicting. And Trump also might become a puppet. So there's going to be a lot of background, backroom deals that are probably going to happen that are going to affect us in years to come that we don't even know, we won't even realize are right. affecting us now. Um, but the overall outward exposure, Um, I mean, I kind of think I can figure out what this guy's going to do or say. And and like, you know, his comments about Saturday Night Live, I wasn't shocked. His comments about grabbing a pussy, I wasn't. I laughed. I thought it was funny. I wasn't shocked. I wasn't like I I was more surprised. It was funny after I watched Trevor Noah. Um, What puzzled me most that Friday when I was reading about grabbing a pussy is immediately in my head. I'm like, how do you do that? I've never heard that. I've heard grab him by the balls. How do you grab a pussy? And this is the image that's conjured up in my mind. And as I was telling people about it all that weekend, I'm just like, and they're like, I can't believe you said that. I'm like, yeah, but think about it for a minute. Like, how do you grab a pussy? Like, what what exactly is that? Who says that? What the fuck is And it wasn't until Monday, Trevor Noah's show, he said the same thing. I'm like, all right, I'm not the only one. Yeah, (laughs) I wasn't the only one that was trying to figure out what the hell this is.
1: And it's funny too, because like Trevor, I don't think had much of a, he, his his ratings obviously were, you know, declining after Stewart, but he didn't have much of a voice per se here until Trump. And now I think Trevor is just on fire, and not just because of Donald, but it's just uh yeah, he's been doing and saying a lot of you know, good stuff. Um, I'm
0: disappointed that John Oliver is, you know, his his season has ended. I don't yeah. know if do you watched that. Yeah, no, it, it, no,
1: it's yeah, it's it, again, it's weird timing with television you know, for all, you know, for certain shows to be, over yeah, you know, but... that kind of stuff. Um, I don't understand. I don't understand, like that show. Obviously he needs breaks and everything. They're not going to do 52 episodes because that would be insane. But for a show like that,
0: I don't know the tonight show does. yeah,
1: No, no. I mean, well, uh, the five tonight, nights
0: a week, yeah, nearly well, yeah. four,
1: but, um, is it four? yeah but they have like 800 writers i mean the
0: tonight show only does four episodes a don't week they? i thought I, they no, did think monday through thursday no monday through friday no did trevor noah pretty? is the is weird i think it's like they do four, four episodes no, i know a week, they do
1: yeah. four but i didn't know like the, they,
0: yeah tonight show and late do, show with all of those shows those four shows, shows? shows yeah there's four a week and when leno did the tonight show unlike carson toward the end would do like
1: two or three n-
0: no Lenovo. he would do he, well <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Carson, toward the end, would do like three episodes and have a guest host two nights of the week. Um, But uh, Carson's season would also be like 20 episodes a year. But when Jay took over, uh, Jay, I remember hearing this, that uh, Jay told, Kevin Smith told this story. um, Because Kevin asked Jay why there was, why he never had a guest host. And he said, that's how you lose this job. Mm. you take time off. Right. So like in Jay's first few years, I think he worked like 50 weeks a year, five oh, yeah. episodes, oh, yeah. five a week. Yeah. And now I think they're still they're still doing that. I guess
1: like so. I mean, I don't know. It's like I don't really watch much late night only because I'm so There's YouTube. Well, no, but no, that. <laughs> but like I'm so I, the last 10 years technology has really caught up with things and I'm so used to DVR, I'm so used to no mm-hmm. commercials. And I was watching uh, Jimmy Fallon for the Metallica thing, you know, mm-hmm. like the repeat, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, the repeat yeah, to, I, to watch it. That, yeah. And there was I do, I think. Yeah. there was two. He was on t- on TV uh, for about seven or eight minutes, uh-huh. but there was six minutes of commercials. So, like yeah. in that first ten or fifteen minute, you know, t- you know, block or whatever they want to call it, I was like, I can't watch. I I hate yeah. watching television because of this. I just like I'm so not used. I'm like I'm so used to fast forwarding commercials that I can't watch certain shows. And then I'm like, God, late night, that's all it is. And it's like, it's always been that way. Yeah. I understand. But it's like, holy shit. Like you sit there and you're like,
0: James Corden. Unbelievable. Is that, is that my pronouncing? Who does carpool karaoke. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. You haven't seen carpool karaoke. Oh Oh my
1: God. I, he doesn't. It if it's not, you know me, if it's not animal videos, I mean, I already posted an animal video. And I'm it, like, the three carpool, hours. The it carpool karaoke. three hours the other day of animal videos on YouTube.
0: Yeah, it's too much. You got to watch. You got to branch out. I was done.
1: I was just like, I watched one and it just kept scrolling. It just kept going, oh, uh, you want to see more of this? I'm like, yeah.
0: So James Corden does carpool karaoke, which is epic. Um, recently, he did it mm. with uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, no. Car- carpool karaoke is he drives around with an artist right. in this case Red Hot Chili Peppers
1: I okay I've seen he sort of interviews seen, them okay, yeah, yeah. he
0: turns on the radio okay. and they sing that group's right. song so the Chili Peppers okay. sang like a whole repertoire of stuff like these little snippets of it okay. but it was, of it it's awesome seen, yeah. it's just in a car right. and then he pulled over on some person's this is there is no way that this was scheduled or planned or whatever he pulled over to some person's front lawn and wrestled that the red hot chili pepper took his shirt off and he's fat and they fucking wrestled on the front lawn. It's crazy. Uh, it's good stuff, but that's a late night show guy. Yeah. He's one of the late, late
1: shows. He's a late show. Okay. Yeah.
0: But he doesn't care. I heard him on Stern. He doesn't care what his ratings are. He cares what their YouTube views are. Right. And those YouTube views become in the tens of millions. And that is way more eyeballs than you're getting on late night TV. So we're seeing this shift in, uh, what television and what media and is is and is going to be?
1: Yeah, well, like the Jimmy Fallon thing with Metallica and the Roots, like that. Yes, yeah. that was literally filmed like three or four months ago, but like he timed it perfectly, and was just like, okay, the record's coming out, so everybody's talking about Metallica. Mm-hmm. Everybody already talks about the Roots anyway all the time because of you know they're on my show, which is crazy. Right. So like it was perfect timing, and then it's you know it's gotten what like twenty or thirty million yeah you know, hits, a lot of views. So. The TV, I like. I wanted to see it on the TV to see any kind of commentary, and then he talked about it for like three seconds. So, like, there wasn't even really a build-up. He was like, "Oh, I did this like four months ago." And new Metallica. I'm like, "No, oh, that's it." No, oh, fuck, I should have just watched the YouTube. You know, right? But that's the thing. There's certain, so, you know, and like that's how. Like, so like I don't things.
0: watch Saturday Night Live anymore. I see yeah. it comes up either in my feed or on my YouTube feed, I, and I just we watch just those clips.
1: I, uh, DVR'd Kristen Wiig on Saturday Night Live. 42 minutes of
0: commercials
1: (laughs) like that's what i was fast forwarding through like i would sit there i'm like i even timed it because i was just like okay that you know that wasn't even that funny like there was two or three skits that weren't that funny so i just like started fast forwarding i was like 40 minutes of fucking commercials i'm like yeah this is crazy and that's you're right it's like you you have to hit youtube you have to hit you know certain that's just like the paperwork that came you know uh
0: no the movies that you don't don't
1: know know what they are you know they 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 can't see they
0: have no idea what i'm doing (laughs) uh anyway back to Kristen Wigan no no no
1: so it was just it was all commercials so it was just like right there i'm like well shit i i don't even know why i was watching it like there's four things on there yeah i just... that i could have seen that obviously i could have waited for youtube later, yeah. later in the evening at like two or three in the morning or the next day
0: it's it becomes deanna and i now and this is crazy as yeah. we're 43 years old and uh kids. I I heard the statistic months ago when I really started focusing on my YouTube channel. I heard that over 50% of YouTube's audience is actually over 40. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's just you think it's a bunch of kids yeah. because like 90% of the under 40 are the ones who comment. Like right. the over 40 don't really comment nah. or interact that way. No. Nah um and the under 40 crowd will watch you know Beyonce's new video 400 times right. every day they'll just replay the video yeah. so it gets it these somewhere. yeah these billions and billions yeah. of views um but lately like i don't in the past month i don't know if a night has gone by that youtube hasn't been on our tv yeah yeah we chromecast it to the tv in the living room right. so it's not like we're just sitting there in front of an ipad um you with the with the phone, you Chromecast to the TV, you play a video, and then you queue up all your other videos on the phone, and you toss the phone away, and yeah, the great. videos yeah. just play one after the other they, on the TV. So we watch. Uh, we're we're hardcore into this couple uh who are sailing the vagabond um that sail around the globe mm. and they upload videos and they've there's i don't know probably a hundred videos they have on their channel now from That's a year like ago you guys can do too so
1: That's, it is yeah. it is similar a so, lot of the stuff that we yeah.
0: follow and that we watch are travel related yeah. i watch like a makeup girl um who I have no interest in doing makeup, but she's phenomenally talented, and in a few minutes turns and she's beautiful, which makes it even better. She turns her uh, beautiful face into these amazingly ghoulish, horrific yeah. things. Um, and uh, and I, I mean, I say that because if she was, you know, but ugly and you know had a hunchback, it would be easier to go, well, of course she's grotesque now. But she's this beautiful, Swedish model, and she does these great, amazing makeup. Uh, and she's totally independent. Like yeah. she's there. Her and her boyfriend are in Sweden. She just started doing these things. She's self-taught and she's an amazing yeah. talent. Um, yeah. But and the I watch, stuff. Yeah. The travel uh, stuff
1: is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah mostly, are, the, yeah. mostly the travel stuff that I watch. Uh, we deviate over to some. Uh, like I watch some tutorials and things like that. Casey Neistat, who you may or may not know who he is, um, the most popular YouTuber ever, I think, uh, mm. because. Like Casey in the past year has gone from something like uh, a million subscribers to five million subscribers, Damn. which is insane. The interesting thing is PewDiePie is the most famous YouTuber. He's got like 40 million subscribers, or 20 million subscribers, some ridiculous amount, 40 or uh, it's tens of million subscribers yeah. of PewDiePie ads. But when PewDiePie releases a video, that video is watched maybe two million times. Casey Neistat had was has built up to about five million subscribers, and when he releases a video, which both of these release videos daily, right. so they're they're getting millions of views daily. Jeez. Casey has five million uh, subscribers, and each video will get two to three million views. So Casey's audience is much more engaged; right. like half of his audience yeah, is yeah, tuning into yeah, his half. videos. Where with PewDiePie, it's only like five percent of right. his audience, ten percent of his audience. So. Casey's insanely popular not only be, not because he's got the most views, but because people are just consuming. And right. he has been growing over this past year. He's gro- he's the fastest growing YouTube star ever. Um, and what he did was he was daily vlogging, just you know, which is a diary of his life for those of you who aren't aware what a vlog is. Um, every day he was putting together a little movie that told the story of like something that happened in his day, hmm. and he was doing this every single day. He just stopped. Um which is shocking because at his growth rate and the amount of money that he's making like he's just giving up a huge amount mm. like it's crazy like he could he can go on to from 2 million views a day to 5 million views a day 10 million views like he's getting 2 million views a day that is more than people who are turning into most network television shows oh yeah, shows. yeah
1: absolutely
0: this guy is insanely famous, insanely right. popular, and was only growing, and he still may grow. Uh, and he stopped daily vlogging because it's an, it's a crazy amount of work. I mean, yeah, listen to
1: me. I mean, it's like John Oliver. You know, sometimes you have to take a break. Or
0: well, this is truly no, one no, man no, no, band. Absolutely no, no but absolutely. you spend you know you you spend a minimum of three hours, maybe yeah. six hours a day, just editing. Yeah. And then on top of that, you have to shoot it, and you have to think about what you're shooting. It becomes your day, and it becomes a job. And he asked himself, which is a very fair question. He's 35 years old, I think. He was like, "Do I want to be a daily vlogger when I'm 40?" Right. And no, he's always aspired to be, you know, a filmmaker. Right. So, uh, so I commend him on giving up, but it's a sad loss for me because we enjoyed watching the stuff every day.
1: Well, you never know. He might pop in every once. a Anyway, day.
0: We, we watch a ton of YouTube, and that's how I see like Saturday Night Live and things yeah. like that. And it's really changed our it's entertainment. Just, yeah,
1: it's just absolutely crazy to you know to sit you know through these shows. Um,
0: yeah, Walking Dead is one of the few that I sit through, but I DVR it yeah. so I fast forward through the yeah. commercials. It, it's
1: it's nice having satellite where it's like you know the six o'clock show. Well, it's six. I mean, oh, yeah. I East see East 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 yeah, I can East. see it at six o'clock. But it's like I'll watch around seven fifteen, seven thirty. So mm-hmm. just go right through the
0: commercials. We watch it on Monday. Yeah.
1: You know, I show. know it's funny. It's like a lot of people actually will watch it like the next, you know, the next day because the it's like nine or ten o'clock here.
0: Yeah. The problem is well, the uh, problem is yeah. it it's on at nine, but then Talking Dead is on at ten. Yeah. So. If there was no Talking Dead, then I could start it at nine fifteen and be done with it at ten, and Deanna goes right. to bed a half hour late. But if it's an insanely good episode and somebody dies, then we want to tune in for Talking Dead to see like the interviews or what might have happened yeah. or the you know the scenes from next week. Yeah. So it's a two hour event, yeah, so two, it just gets pushed night. over to we watch. And, it on spe- the
1: and speaking of you know ratings, I mean it is kind of bizarre, and I've actually talked to my dad and several people in the industry that a talk show about a zombie show yeah has better ratings than right now than about 70 percent of television yeah that's crazy
0: what's crazier that's, is... that's
1: how bad television is right now as a whole like you know the network shows and the people that really care about ratings i just sit there and i point at talking dead mm-hmm. and that's it a, it's, show, it's a that, talk show
0: that started out of his living room that a fucking is just talk show.
1: and it's just hilarious right. and i'm like this is the other reason why I like It horror. was Talking
0: Bad, right? It was uh, for Breaking Bad. He had, yeah. He had Breaking Bad. No, 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 bad. no.
1: Talking Dead was first. I thought Talking Dead no, was No, Breaking first. Bad is but, before. Breaking Bad had first? Yeah. Okay.
0: So he, he had these, uh, from what I understand, he would have these Sunday night Breaking Bad parties at his house and yeah. would watch them. And then, you know, he's a comedian and somehow it became like, I don't know if they did a, a YouTube skit or something or just presented it. And then someone was like, well, let's put it on the air and see how it goes. But not this is not like a team of people were like, let's do a show that no. talks about our Breaking Bad show. It was yeah. like, I don't know. This is kind of cool. Let's yeah. put it on the air. Chris has already sort of built it. And uh, and then that spawned into, yeah. yeah, we've had one or two episodes. I think two episodes of Talking Sal after the premiere and after the finale. Yeah. Talking Dead is now after Fear of the Walking Dead and Walking Dead. Um, yeah, yeah.
1: There's a lot of talking after Fear the Walking Dead of what the fuck did I just watch? But yeah, the after, annoying after, thing after for after me, Walking Dead. At least they're... <laughs> I wish it was
0: named two different things because I can't take Talking Dead off my DVR. No. Yeah. And I got I already took uh, Fear the Walking Dead yeah, off the DVR. And uh, I you know these episodes come up so every fucking week I have to delete the exactly. ones that are Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah. Um, Anyway, especially
1: what kills me is like when they start. I mean, it's it's a serial, so it's just like, why would you throw out there like episode five and then episode like eleven? Those are like the repeats, and you're like, what the fuck, dude? I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, nobody's watching the show anyway. Right. I'm like, that's why. <laughs> but no, but it's just like, at least when you see Walking Dead repeats or whatever AMC will do, show one and two, or one two three four. Right. You know, they will do a block of at least it's a continue because it's a story it's a continuous story but uh yeah talking dead is you know i think chris you know they do a good job i mean it makes it interesting speaking
0: of uh, amazing ratings and uh try to hold back your uh, emotions here and just talk about the facts of ratings oh lord uh duck dynasty's canceled
1: yes it was a beautiful thing
0: yeah duck yeah. dynasty's last episode well, will watched. be in like I mean, april 2016 but it went from 10 million views yeah, was, which was the highest was, watch show ever on cable when yeah. it was at, at its peak i yeah. think walking dead has probably eclipsed that i don't know yeah. but it was it was a, a jogger not it was an yeah. amazing thing and it's down to like 1.5 million views a week now
1: a little yeah um, a little less than that I mean, it, I
0: mean the show isn't funny like it was you know at the height of its game it's no longer it's really lost, lost its authenticity and that's why it's lost ratings because it's no longer the quips of these Hicks it's these Hicks putting on the song and dance show. Yeah. Um, but uh, to tie back to Trump for a moment, you would think, I mean, Phil had all those things that he said about, you know, gays and his alt right, you know, thoughts, and they're a Louisiana family. Mm -hmm. Um, but, and Trump just won, but clearly nobody wants to see this family on TV anymore. Yeah. So it's weird. You yeah. would think that in a Trump win, that the ratings would be stronger for a show like Duck Dynasty.
1: Yeah, you'd think that. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think a lot, I think a lot of a lot of that form of racism and a lot of that form of uh, stuff you, you like to hide it and put it under the carpet. You don't want it on TV anymore. That's the other
0: thing I love about Trump. So, and I so. said this to Deanna was very worried that, uh, very very emotionally worried that, um. That Trump was going, Trump's presidency was going to bring out a lot more hatred, and there was going to be a lot more violent crimes and things like that. Were going it, to it's already has it has. I I feel I think that that is fantastic because there is nothing worse than a closeted racist. The moment that that woman in North Virginia or in, not North Virginia in uh, West Virginia,
1: North Virginia, yeah, I was okay, North Trump, Dakota, down. yeah, I know.
0: The moment that woman in West Virginia made that tweet that Michelle Obama was a, an ape in heels. Yeah. And then the mayor likes the tweet right. and both of them got fired. Right. Proved my point because in pre Trump era, these two fucking racists get to keep their jobs yeah. and nobody knows. Right. But in post-Trump era, they get out there and they open their fucking mouths, and we find out who these fuckers are, right. and we take care of them. Right, and the, that is awesome.
1: Yeah, I mean, but the thing is, there there were like watch groups. There were people that were out there looking at these tweets and everything. And like you said, and like you were mentioning before Trump, nobody really cared as a whole. So right. somebody in that community might have said something. It well, might have that's got true. A bunch of hits it might have been like a boo-hoo story right on, now it's you know, a hot button topic now now it's just kind of like well fuck that person right you know fire them and hopefully they never work ever again or they literally have to move into the kkk camp you know to, to live
0: um anyway back to ratings which we derailed back to yeah. our original topic and uh the i i don't know how you well you're probably aware yeah. um the Academy of uh, Motion Pictures Arts and Sciences okay. has uh, taken away some of the voting rights of the older members. Yes, and this is uh, this is actually a good move. Yes. Really, it is to uh, stop the whitewashing of the uh, yeah. Academy because when you have, if people aren't aware, uh, back in the days, and the Weinstein's were very astute to uh, uh, jump on this. Um, the Weinsteins had figured out during the Shakespeare and Love time yep. that uh, a Several ton of yeah. uh, Weinsteins, I think, yeah. well, the Weinsteins they're, they're really... were really the pioneers oh, God, yeah. of most wh- of the Academy members are in old folks homes.
1: Woody Allen actually started it. Did he? The Weinsteins perfected it.
0: Okay, wh- okay. So, yeah. Most academy members are in old folks homes, so the Weinsteins figured out that if they went into these old folks yeah. homes had screenings with you know lots of cake and cookies oh, yeah. and brought the stars in and everything yeah. they could woo these academy members and get their votes right. and they did very successfully yeah. And when the other network or the other uh, not network studios were getting their asses reamed yeah. by the Weinsteins. and people getting
1: fired left and right, and
0: you go back to those, if you look at the when the Weinsteins started winning around the Shakespeare and Love time, uh, and you ask yourself, is Shakespeare and Love really worthy of a Best Picture? No, it's a good yeah. movie, it's all right, it's, but it's no. Yeah. <laughs> but the Weinsteins were yeah. buying those votes mm-hmm. through uh, you know parties and uh, you know political gifts, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. studio Massive. gifts, yeah so uh
1: my dad my dad used to get um like uh to okay keep going okay so sorry
0: we, our current state in the past couple of years people have been um you know they're very outspoken that the oscars uh has been whitewashed and you know they're some with reasoning some without i mean yeah i don't know uh no without getting into specifics we could but Uh, And it's not just
1: whitewashed. I mean, whitewashed, yes, but at the same time, it's like a lot of these older guys, they don't really read magazines. They don't really go online. They don't go to the movies. So what they hear is basically directly from friends or like CBS News News or CNN or Fox News. And so certain movie companies still advertise things in very particular places, like what the Weinsteins did. Right. So so so-and-so who's 88... Who hasn't left his apartment probably? You know, maybe twice a year, right. At the most, or whatever. He's only heard of five or six movies. It's the same thing as so a yeah, political you just, bubble. Yeah, of you just sit there and the you're leftist. like, "Well, these five movies I've heard of, so I have to vote." And you're like, "No, there's four hundred right. movies this year." You know, it's like open up. You know, does these packages open up these movies? it's sure. Like, no, not going to do it. Right, and they're also so,
0: they're also not you know surrounded by a diverse ethnic group, right? And they're their friends are probably white and their friends, children who are now acting like, you know, Chris yeah. Pine, his father isn't that old, but right. you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, or they're going to vote for, th- for those people. And that's what makes things predominantly white. So the Academy has, uh, started to take away the voting rights of the older members yeah. who are basically are inactive. Yeah. If you aren't actively making product in the industry, you shouldn't be voting yeah. in the industry. Yeah. Now, there are certain... and it was a pretty
1: big block. I mean, if you really look those numbers, it was pretty big. Like people were like, "Oh, it's just going to be a couple of votes." And you're like, "No, there's a mm-hmm. huge chunk out there. Huge chunks. You know, in like uh uh what you call it, Woodland Hills. Uh, one of their the, one of the homes. You know, there's hundreds of people that live there, mm-hmm. and none of them work anymore, obviously, but they all vote. Right. It's so like right there, you literally have. Uh, an academy house or whatever, then, right. you know, your your dues and you know your insurance and everything pays for and all that kind of stuff, and it's expensive. But yeah, you're talking about four or five hundred votes right there that never go out, that don't even work anymore, right. whatever, and that's just in one place. So like, there's places like that in New York. There's places like that like all over the country. So you're talking about actually a couple of thousand votes that literally have nothing to do with the industry anymore, just namesake, mm-hmm. which is fine. But yeah, like you're saying, it just...
0: So your father is in the Academy. Yeah. Uh, he's working and eligible to vote. Yes. Uh, before we went live on the air, which is pre-recorded to you, so not really live. <laughs> uh, but uh, we were we were talking about that your dad used to get everything, and now sometimes like a movie such as Arrival may only go out to select people, yes. may not make its way to your dad, uh, which is whole, very interesting in the whole landscape of, getting rid of some of the older voters. Yeah. Um although you've there's a stack of movies in front of me that we'll chat about in a moment, but uh what'll happen though is more diverse movies I think will come to your dad. Yeah which then causes the whole Weinstein wooing the older people effect. You've got these diverse movies wooing people. And then the studio flicks, like Arrival, Arrival, if they want to compete, have to come back to your dad. So I think we're in this like wave of... Maybe not this year, but next year there's going to be a bunch of studio flicks going. What the fuck happened? Right. How did the beasts of no nation win? Yeah. <laughs> and we need to make sure that every member gets our movie.
1: Right. Well, and and this always goes back to. I mean, it's several years ago. Uh, Michael and I, uh, Michael Hutchinson and I, had a you know discussion, and what what doesn't make any sense to me is like this whole piracy issue, and like they're going piracy, piracy, piracy. We you know oh we have to you know do all these special things to these. You know, yeah. these screeners and everything. Yeah. And I'm like, but you go to any four star hotel and the movies there and at the same time, almost like right now, that stack of movies right there, I guarantee you half of those are available for D V D or Blu-ray or Netflix or whatever, somewhere in the world. So piracy to me is getting a little crazy in that if they send out a rival, it's like all of a sudden, oh, a rival's gonna be, you know, sold on the street, and you're like not really because it's already in hotels it's already out there so somebody in the academy didn't particularly sell this copy to you know somebody on the street which i think has only happened twice now uh which is unfortunate but at the same time it doesn't happen so sometimes my dad won't get movies because of that because like star wars what last year or two years ago last year or whatever right he didn't get that because disney and everybody was freaking out that it was going to be on the street and i'm like it's already in the fucking hotels, right? A professional like yourself, you know, because you're an editor right. and everything, you can figure out from Radio Shack how to take that movie off of, you know, the hotel. For, yeah, there's other way for nine ninety nine or whatever. No, I'm just saying that's the basic. Let alone, yeah, let alone uh, going into a movie theater and stealing it. It's just like this is getting a little ridiculous. So, what what upsets me somewhat is that friends of my dad will get the movies, mm-hmm. but my dad won't get it. So you're just in there like, what the hell? It's like, what is my dad's, you know, is he selling this shit? I'm like, or do they think that the actors are actually selling this stuff? So you're just like, it doesn't really make sense. And it is really bizarre. Um, But like for a movie, like we go back to the arrival. I highly doubt, like you said, I highly doubt my dad will get the arrival this year. I really highly doubt it. Only because they're going to be so overprotective about it and everything. And I'm like, well, you're going to shoot yourself in the foot financially speaking, for the Oscars, because nominations and wins, it's unbelievable amounts of more money to the movie. It's just like whatever movie wins, no matter what it is, it will get more money. It will get more press. It will get... Because we're now talking about your movie forever because it was nominated. Right. If you win Best Picture, it's, it's on a list that they'll always talk... Like, we just talked about Shakespeare in Love. That was 20 years ago. Yeah. Still makes money. Right. So you're just like send the movie out you know it just doesn't make any sense well <laughs> to me that kind of stuff doesn't make any sense and the smaller movies the diverse movies the you know the movies that you've possibly never heard of or whatever sometimes they don't get they, those don't get sent out and then they cry about it afterwards oh we didn't get the votes you know this is a black movie and nobody you know voted for it and i'm like um never heard of it never was sent to an actual voter um why didn't you send it out why didn't you you know send some my uh my dad gets a ton of mail you know from movies all across the board
0: mm-hmm. yeah there's a lot of crazy titles yeah um we're not far away from not getting screeners anymore though and oh no no
1: yeah yeah he's it get... being
0: delivered through some sort of a netflix hulu yeah. type yeah, special account and it,
1: that's already that's already started yeah some, which is some gonna, people you can actually some some of the companies you can actually you know uh check that off like yeah. you don't want screeners you want it sent to you
0: which is gonna super suck for me
1: uh yeah because i don't know Across how board, i don't yeah. know how yeah, there you go Well, technology wise because it'll
0: be i mean it'll be set up in such a way though that probably he'll get one screening or once he starts watching uh whatever, uh, arrival, it expires in 24 hours right. and then he can't watch it anymore. Yeah. Uh, which then means that, you know, if he watches, if he starts watching it, then you won't get to watch yeah. it at home either. Yeah. Um, and, and that's you know, going
1: to hurt that to me again is going to hurt, uh, a lot of movies and a lot of the independent movies and a lot of the, the smaller title movies yeah. that want to go that route and be technologically advanced and cool and hip. And then all of a sudden when, they start nominating movies, and it's like, oh wow, it's ten movies that are right. Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers, 20th Century Fox, Universal, 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 and one independent movie that somebody might have heard of. Yeah, you know. And I think they're gonna, you know, they're, also they're gonna kill themselves.
0: I feel like the uh, one of the biggest triggers for a movie winning is you go home. So many people in Hollywood are not from Hollywood. Um, they go home to Connecticut or wherever they live for Thanksgiving and Christmas. And they bring this stack of movies and mom says, do you have anything nice there? Anything for the family to watch? And they go, Oh, okay. And they play this and the family sits around and they watch this movie. And then after that, mom is like, you better vote for that movie. That was a really good movie. And that pushes movies along. And in a, in a watching via Netflix sort of on demand system, uh, I don't know if how that is going to work, that they would be able to watch it in Connecticut with their family. That's, that's, yeah. And yeah. that takes away those opinions and those votes. And mm-hmm. so we'll see. I mean, I think, there's I nothing mean, I, I think, can do about it. I think that's
1: years away. There's going to be certain movies, Like I said, there's already certain movies that are that are that way to certain voters. But uh, I, I just don't see screeners at least in the next five or six years not going that route. Uh, Just as long as, you know, technology doesn't, you know, surpass. Um, But, you know, and like you said, like when it comes to gifts and everything, to go back to like the Weinsteins and what they used to do and get away with. um, Some of these movies now, as we're looking at the stack, it's literally just like a little piece of cardboard with the DVD in it with.
0: Oh, yeah, these are sometimes they don't
1: even have names on it. Like (laughs) last year, there was three movies that didn't even have name. It was just the name of the movie on this, like, green piece of cardboard sleeve.
0: Yeah, if you've never seen screeners, now, they're very eco-friendly. They're not like what you had in the years studios, ago, in, the, in Best Buy.
1: Yeah, years ago, when it was VHS and when DVD was first really, you know, hitting, um, my dad used to get gifts because it would be, like, five Warner Brothers movies in a $200 Warner Brothers bag. But it was just like, oh, this is just a carry-on bag, you know, for your movies. And you're like, no. That's completely and totally a gift. And so some of them were. Here's a spa
0: weekend. Enough. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: So some of it was actually pretty funny. Um, And some of it was just kind of weird. Because they would send, like, you know, like Braveheart came on VHS with, like, four Warner brother movies that you've never heard of, you know, in a nice, really nice wine, you know, box thing. And it was just like, this is just funny. All right. Let's so see. So g- can... gifts are always hilarious.
0: Let's see, we're uh forty three minutes in. Oh, okay, so good. let's see uh let's see if we can get through this. <laughs> get some of these out. Um I, Sony Pictures Classics, equity. Any ideas? No clue. Yeah, I have no clue what this is. Uh I've never heard of the director or actress or anybody <laughs> who's it's uh for your consideration for best picture. Let's see, is there anything here that says what it is? Oh, equity. Yes. A female investment banker fighting to rise to the top of the corporate ladder at a co- competitive Wall Street firm navigates a con- controversial tech IPO in the post-financial crisis world where loyalties are suspect. Regulations are tight, but pressure to bring in big money remains high. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. Wells Fargo. All right, it might be good. Who's in it? Um,
1: Throw out a name or two.
0: Anna Gunn is the best actress, and then best supporting actress, Sarah Megan Thomas and Alyssa Reiner. Best supporting actor, James Purfoy. No idea. Yeah, I have no clue. I don't know. That's cool. All that right, yeah. that'll be fun. See, like
1: this, this is like the fun the, the fun part of actually the screeners that come out. Oh, it's uh, finding
0: the gems, finding yeah. the one where like uh, what was the cancer movie last year that was so good? Yeah, the, uh,
1: me uh, me Earl and the, me Earl
0: and the Dying Girl. That I, there's no way I didn't even want to see it in the theater. Without there's no,
1: I'm like oh, I didn't was, even you know, I didn't whatever. know what the trailer was. There yeah, was, was no like, way man.
0: in my life I would ever have seen that movie or known that movie existed without yep. the screener showing up. Um, the Hollers. This is a. Uh, the Hollers? Yeah, the no. Hollers. Yeah, no idea. Hollers. Uh, John Holler, which is oh, John okay. Kransky, mm-hmm. okay. a struggling New York City artist, is forced to navigate the small, middle American town he left behind when news of his mother's illness brings him home. Mm. Back in the house he grew up in, John is immediately swept up in the problems of his dysfunctional family. Yeah, hilarity ensues. Whatever. Yeah. All right.
1: Yeah.
0: That's, that's the Hollers.
1: So my dad, uh, again, keep is act- my mic. My dad's an actor and he gets all the Oscar stuff and he gets about any anywhere from 60 to 100 movies, you know, sometimes more, sometimes less every year. And I will usually put a stack of about 10 or 15 of them that I've never heard of before. And basically in one or two nights, I will give each of those movies about 15 minutes of my time. And like you said, it's it's the gem that I'll, I'll keep watching, obviously, or I just want my 10 minutes back. And me and Earl definitely, I think, uh, got a bunch of people last year. I don't remember anything else from last year, like, gem-wise. It was just, like, there was a lot of...
0: There was a lot of shit last year. Yeah,
1: but it, there was a lot of stuff, even, like, with big people or, you know, big, you know, names or faces or whatever. And you just Well, last there... year
0: was Hateful Eight.
1: Yeah. No, no, no. I'm, I'm saying, like, the little movies. Like, just like oh, the movie, you know, oh, yeah. the, the tiny little movies. It's okay. just, like so-and-so's in it and you're like okay whatever i mean they wrangled you know susan sarandon being not her but i'm just like whatever right so you watch 10 or 15 minutes and you're like what the fuck is this movie about like it's like i have no idea what the movie's even about right you need to at least do something in the first 10 or 15 minutes no matter what it is to uh, to get me to you know to watch it or whatever
0: the as we were talking earlier about the landscape of television the landscape of movies has completely changed yeah Studios do not make, you know, The Hangover. They don't make, you know, 10, 20 million dollar movies. They don't make no. the the proposal. They don't make no. romantic comedies anymore. They don't make little movies. No. Uh they make enormous tent poles yeah. It is up to uh if you want to make a movie like The Hangover, you got to find the funding somewhere. Yeah. Uh and then and get that movie made and then you get it distributed by a studio. But you know, it's a struggle. It's yeah. a struggle more than it ever has been, which the irony in it is it's easier to technically make a film than it ever has been. Yeah. But it is harder to make money off of the right. movie than it ever has been. And, um, kisses and caroms. I just made available on YouTube for free. Right. It's got, uh, right now it's over a hundred thousand views. I think is where it is. Um, I think I've made like $200 off of those hundred thousand views. And I am not upset by that, but you know, it was a seventy by the time all was done, all was in, that movie cost seventy thousand dollars. A seventy thousand dollar movie to make two hundred dollars on YouTube, there's you can't like you can't do it. And you can say all that you want. I mean, people who are listening that well, but Kisses and Carom sucked. That's not the point. Right. Like Woody Allen's first film sucked and go back and watch Hitchcock's first films, those things fucking sucked. Um an artist needs to be able to make something, put food on his table and make something else and yeah. continue to grow. Room, and yeah. if you if that artist cannot make their next movie, they're never going to grow. Yeah. And you're stuck in this world of Captain Fantastic Part five. Yeah. And if you're happy in that world with Star Wars Part Nineteen, that's great. And I love the Star Wars movies. Yeah.
1: But, but I love
0: Me, yeah. Earl, and the Dying Girl. Yeah, but you need other things. I it love is, it you is. know
1: it is really, really bizarre looking at this stack of movies and seeing there's twenty. Let's say there's twenty movies there. Eighteen of them cost less than five million dollars, and then the other oh, ones yeah. cost like five hundred million. There's like literally <laughs> nothing in between. Yeah, there's, there's all, no. Yeah. There is almost no movies in that thirty to sixty million dollar range um, out there. And if it is, it's a freaking miracle, you know, to to get that going.
0: This is the other moronic thing. So I'm holding a screener in front of me. And as you just said, it yeah. is a very limited packaging. You basically yes. have a DVD with uh, that has the name, the total running time, which a lot of these don't even have yeah, the running no, time, which is annoying as hell because oh, yeah. you're like, I don't know how long this movie is. Uh, and then it's in a little cardboard sleeve with the name on it. And you flip it over and it says, for your consideration, best picture, best director, et cetera, et cetera. Then they include a sheet of paper and the sheet of paper has the synopsis on it. Right. Would it have been that difficult to print the synopsis on the sleeve yeah, no, of this I know. Some DVD? Some of them do, which
1: is, is Some hilarious. do, but yeah. most
0: do not. Yeah. Like, you've got a bunch yeah. of ink here. You already got out the pen to write for your consideration best picture. Yeah. How about a synopsis and a total running time on every one of these damn things? It's
1: a freaking sentence.
0: So uh, this one is from Sony Pictures. The Eagle Huntress and the accompanying paperwork says, uh, The Eagle Huntress follows... I pan a 13 year old girl, as mm. she trains to become the first female in 12 generations of her Kazakh family to become an Eagle Hunter and raises, ra- rises to the principle of a tradition that has been handed down from father to son for centuries. So it's a tradition. It's rated G and it's 87 minutes. So it's sort of a, I guess a kid's coming of age tale. Yeah. Um, Directed by Otto Bell. Um, yeah, produced by nobody that you know. Uh, best film editing by Pierre Taka. And then they include uh, screenings. You can go to a screening right. of it. Which I think is funny. Here's the DVD, but if you want to come see it. Yeah. Uh, then we have Maggie's Plan, which comes with no accompanying paperwork. None. Uh, produced by... Nobody. Oh, uh, Best Actress, uh, Greta Gerwig and Julian Moore, Best Actor, Ethan Hawke, Best Supporting Actress, Maya Rudolph, Best Supporting Actor, Bill Hader, Tamis, T- uh, T- Travis Femmel, I don't know who that is, but right there, this must be a comedy.
1: We'll see, like, right there. Well, Bill There's Hader,
0: no... Maya Rudolph, maybe not a comedy, uh, Julian a Moore, yeah, it's a drama. It'll be, like, a drama. With I have no idea what it's about, though. Maggie's playing. But, like,
1: the, right there, that one right there yeah. is a perfect example of... Li- it's a piece of paper guys or do something on that you know box
0: to tell me who it is on the on the card something cover. what it's about uh miles ahead also from uh sony pictures classic yeah, sony obviously sent out has uh has something. no company in paperwork no oh best actor don Cheadle. best director oh, okay. don Cheadle. best supporting actor ewan mcgregor uh miles ahead
1: yeah that's uh miles davis I mean, at least I've heard of that one.
0: Oh, okay, Miles Davis story. Yeah, well, that should be. Oh, that was the other one last year, Love and Mercy. Would have never have heard yeah. of that. The uh, John Cusack in the Beach Boys movie, fucking phenomenal. If you have not seen Love and Mercy, see Love Dude, and Mercy.
1: And that was already on DVD, so I don't even know how it was up for Oscars. I don't even know how it was up for Oscar. You know, uh, I don't know. I don't, some of these movies, I don't even get.
0: Uh, I saw the light from Sony's Pictures Classics, um, yeah, they starring. Nobody who I know. Oh, but produced by Brett Ratner. Oh. So maybe something explodes. (laughs) (laughs) The Meddler, also from Sony. Um, Best actress Susan Sarandon. Oh, there you Uh, go. Best supporting actress Rose Byrne. Byrne. What is it? B y r n e. Byrne. Byrne.
1: You know, you've seen her.
0: Oh, best supporting actor. This guy named J.K. Simmons.
1: Yeah. Well. Well, he's probably in all of these movies. Uh, so. I just rewatched. <laughs> so. I just re-
0: rewatched Whiplash, and oh, there's geez. another movie that would not have uh, its fame has it, it was it not for screeners and and oh, yeah. the Oscars. Yeah. Um. The buzz around Whiplash is really what fired it up. That yeah. movie, the Oscar buzz around it. That movie would have never awards buzz. Uh. I don't think anybody would have ever known what it was if no. it, that was just released in the theaters. No. and Not at uh, all. And phenomenal movie. Yeah. Phenomenal. I, I God, I, I watched it last night or two this past week and uh and it's, I couldn't r I was like, My God, he cusses a lot. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like
1: he's a, he's a monster.
0: Even I was sitting there going, like, rein it in. You don't need to drop that many F bombs. We get from your you know, like yeah, your performance you, and it's not JK, you, I mean it's a script or whatever, yeah. it or it just felt organic, but you're a, mon- I was a, little you're a monster
1: like, and we know you're a monster, but holy shit. Yeah, it's, it was it's
0: a little crazy. like and the weird thing is, is there's no nudity in that movie. There's no overt sex. There's no violence. You take out those F-bombs, and this is a movie that you could show a, you know, eighth grade class.
1: And they probably will. I mean, they probably I mean, have an edited version somehow.
0: So, it, it really. And it's, and
1: it's really funny. I mean, to give you something about whiplash and everything, it's like my dad, you know, being on TV. Uh, JK was in the first, you know, five years, you know, with major crimes. He is probably the nicest freaking guy in the world.
0: No, he's not. He's a total dick. So, when he
1: makes these movies and when he transforms into these characters, it's crazy. But, like, in that movie, like, it it's a completely different human being. It's, yeah. It is so not him. And it's like the, the handful of times that I've hung out with him, he, he couldn't be nicer. And the memory, I mean, he's, just, he's an all-around amazing guy. But then you watch a movie like Whiplash, or a couple of his other movies, where he's just a piece of shit. And you're like man, that's some serious acting. That's some serious chops. So it's good that he always acts. I mean, we, everybody jokes about it, that he works all the time and you see him in everything. And you're like, well, because he's good. <laughs> so it's good for him. Um, I know Sausage Party sent out the paperwork. Yeah, That's hilarious. Yeah, I know. That, that that's we'll hilarious. So that, that, that one's funny. Like, about that. What? I don't even know why they would send out paperwork, but it, <laughs> it has to be a joke. Like, they there had, to be, well they it, had to be sitting there getting stoned and just doing it.
0: So... <laughs> There's a screener for Sausage Party, um, which I'm hoping wins Best Picture. Uh, Let's—I see. haven't seen this yet. Uh, they're putting themselves out for Best Animated Feature and Best Original Song. You know, probably stands a chance. A uh, song—I I haven't heard it. It will be nominated I mean, for song. Animated movies often do. Um, but the accompanying paperwork with it, uh, Columbia Pictures and Anna Pura Pictures or whatever, are proud to present you with the enclosed screener of Sausage Party for your consideration. Uh, sausage Party is uh, R-rated CG animated movie about one sausage leading a group of supermarket products on a quest to discover the truth about their existence and what really happens when they become chosen to leave the grocery store. Nice. Now I love this. You and your guests are invited to join Seth Rogen for the following special screening of Sausage Party in New York. Uh, and then uh, it, it goes on with the address in New York, uh, but then it says. Oh, this is what screwed me up. Okay, in New York. But then it says London, W1D3DH, United Kingdom. Oh, they fucked this up. When I, I thought, I was like, they're really asking you to come to a screening of Sausage Party in London with Seth, R- Seth Rogen? Like, how many, screen, how many Academy people are going? But I guess it's New York, and they just screwed up on that line. Then a post-cocktail reception. There are some screenings scheduled in Los Angeles and Nueva York. Uh, and then yeah, best animated. I wish they were. I wish it said for your consideration for best picture. That would be awesome. They should have. Yeah, because that would, that would <laughs> be so I, awesome. I think it's
1: one of the best pictures of the movie. Have you seen it? Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Nice. Okay. The I yeah. I, I, you haven't seen it? No, I haven't seen. I haven't seen like anything. I've been so busy.
1: That movie you didn't see? I really wanted to see that it movie. You just, didn't. see? It just hasn't happened, dude. That movie was made for you.
0: I know. I mean, come on. I know. Totally. You know, it it started. Uh, it, I heard this. I, I was listening to Jonah Hill on Stern, um, and it's actually it was,
1: it was a stoner joke. Back yeah, 10 years ago.
0: Yeah, yeah, ten years ago, it was it was sort of his. Uh, he threw it out there, yeah. and then left it. And he he absolutely wants no credit or anything like that. He was just like we were just spitballing, and then Jonah and and then uh, praise the Jonah, shit out of Seth and, uh, Seth and Evan. Who, yeah. uh, like, ten years later, the movie's being made, and Jonah's like, "Really, you're yeah. still you're still working you're on still that? Working I on didn't that. even know there was a yeah. thing." Yeah. <laughs> like, um, and praise their work ethic that these two guys, you know, just fucking work the shit out of something until they work like it's great. done. It's,
1: it's ridiculous um, uh, the stuff that they and do.
0: And his take on it is: course, this is from what I heard Jonah Hill say. They're very high functioning stoners. They're yeah. always stoned, but they're always working.
1: Uh, they were at, because that that where Jonah Hill met up with them when they were actually talking about it three or four years ago, like to be serious about it. They were at some like Academy Award, you know, party or mm-hmm. whatever, like some fancy fancy place or whatever, and they were at the stoner table. There was literally like seven or eight of the the actual hardcore stoners that are in Hollywood, and <laughs> they just started talking about it, and they're just like, "Oh, it's going to be done." It's going to be made. It's going to be made. We're going to make it. And like everybody was like, yeah, whatever. And they're like, here we go. Uh,
0: We have lo- uh, Hello, My Name is Doris. Um,
1: no, I don't think I've heard of that one at all. Uh, one. Honestly, I think Sausage Party is the only one I've, I've heard of that
0: you I, out. I don't know who the director is. Oh, Best Actress, Sally Field. That's the only name that I recognize on here. Mm-hmm. Hello, My Name is Doris. No idea. Oh, I think I might have seen it. There's a thing trailer. inside.
1: I think I think I think the I think those have a little
0: After a lifetime of being overlooked and ignored, a woman of a certain age, Sally Field, finds her world turned upside down when a handsome new coworker and a self help seminar uh that inspires her to take a chance on love and hello, my name is Doris.
1: Okay. No, I can't watch it, but alright.
0: Why can't you watch? No. Nah. Oh, you don't like movies from a woman of a certain age? Oh my god. <laughs> uh, that, was a, that was a good one that was funny Long Way North this is uh, from Shout Factory uh, directed by Nobody I Know <laughs> produced by Nobody I Know in co-production with Nobody I Know hmm. Synopsis Long Way North is set in the late 19th century St. Petersburg Sasha oh I'm sorry St. Petersburg period Sasha hmm. a young girl from the Russian Ar- aristocrat Aristocracy. (laughs) Aristocracy. uh, Dreams of the Great North and anguishes over the fate of her grandfather, (laughs) Olinkin, A renowned scientist and Arctic explorer who has yet to return from his latest exhibition to conquer the North Pole. Yeah, whatever. That's another one. It might be good. Might not be. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, The Neon Demon. Yeah, I want to see this one. Uh oh you know what it is. Um what's well, who made
1: drive? It's you know it's, oh, like, it's the okay. weird it's the weird people. Oh, best
0: actress in a leading role, Ella Fanning yeah. from Super 8 People, epic, way better than her sister.
1: Yeah, she is, she older. really is. I mean.
0: Absolutely. Have we even seen Dakota in anything lately? No. She's Ever? in
1: college or something somewhere.
0: No, she's older than that. I thought she was in college or I think she's married, or, I don't know. I think she's way older than I that. I don't know. Uh best supporting actress jenna malone that name rings a bell
1: you recognize? It. yeah she was in the Donnie darko she's the girlfriend uh,
0: i think there was paperwork for there him. could have been there not? no maybe not um oh yeah right here um and i
1: guess is it in uh... yeah it's it's the you know it's the what you when aspiring
0: model jesse moves to los angeles her youth and vitality are devoured by a group of beauty obsessed women who will use any means necessary to get what she has the neon demon stars ella fanning jenna malone yeah but uh, yeah continue, continue yeah okay just list a whole bunch of names yeah um directed by nicholas winding Refn and co-written by uh nicholas winding Refn. r-e-f-n i don't know there needs to be a vowel between that f and yeah exactly what the fuck how am i supposed to pronounce that Learn English. It's, people. Produ- it's produced and made by the people that did drive. Holy home. shit! This is Amazon Studios. Yeah, that's an Amazon movie. Yeah. This isn't. That was in is, the theaters. It was in the theaters for like a week or two. This is Am- This isn't even one of the uh, old school studios. This is a new it's school a new, studio. Yeah. I wonder, can you watch it on Amazon? Then I have no idea. Hmm. Hell or high water.
1: That's the one. That's this is actually a, this is the one. One of the few. Of those thirty to sixty million dollar, like the, you know, one of the three or four that are actually out every year. Yeah. This is one of them.
0: You were going to go see this yesterday. I was
1: actually making plans to see this, and then it was in the box. So, it's so great.
0: this is the movie that. Uh, uh, okay, so it stars Chris Pine and uh, Jeff Bridges, Ben Foster. Um...
1: I think Ben Foster is getting really close to being on a list of I'll see anything he's in. He's so freaking good. He's so he's a, he's an amazing actor. Wait a minute. Actor.
0: Isn't uh isn't the Breaking Bad uh isn't he in this? Who's the brother? The two brothers are Chris Pine no, it's and who?
1: Chris Pine and uh, Ben Foster. Oh, it is Ben Foster. That's yeah. who I'm thinking
0: of. Okay. Cuz they have best actor is Chris Pine and then supporting actor is Ben Foster and I thought yeah. the two brothers were both like stars. Yeah. Would both be Well, like they Cabrera have to, stand. you know, they
1: put, you know, they're either both going to be actor or both supporting
0: uh so this is the movie about uh two brothers who plan a bank robbery in their town yeah um they've
1: always had problems with bridges or bridges knows the family kind of thing so
0: yeah so it looks like it's uh it looks like
1: that's the one that like i really wanted to see like i want to see that in the theater because the sound and you know it's going to be violent and i'm like it's free. Uh,
0: that's pretty much where i come from yeah um eye in the sky I, I wanted to see
1: this I wanted to see the oh, you know what but this like in is San, too, huh? in Santa Cruz, California, where I live right now, there's uh-huh. two movie theaters, and I think right now there's like eight theaters um have has trolls in it, so this movie came out. I swear to you, it was like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then it was already kicked out, which completely and totally sucks and doesn't make any sense because there's so many people in the industry in Santa Cruz that they really need to.
0: Aaron Paul, that's who I was thinking of from, uh, he's in this. I I was thinking of him from Breaking Bad. Uh, Interestingly, on this, they are not putting up anybody for the best actor or actress category, but they are putting their entire cast up for supporting actress and supporting actor. Uh, Helen Mirren, Phoebe Fox, uh, Aisha Takao, best supporting actor, Aaron Paul, Alan Rickman, I guess is this his last film.
1: I think there's there's three or four out there. I'm not sure what's going to be considered his, quote, unquote, last. So, um,
0: um, you know. Yeah, last released or last, actually. I yeah. uh, in the Sky stalls Helen Mirren as Colonel Catherine Powell, a U.K. based military officer in command of a top-secret drone operation to capture terrorists in Kenya. There's terrorists in Kenya? Uh, yes. Through remote surveillance and on-the-ground intel, Powell discovers the targets are planning a suicide bombing and the mission escalates from capture to kill. But as American pilot, Steve Watts, Aaron Paul is about to engage a nine year old girl enters the kill zone, triggering an international dispute, reaching the highest levels of us and British government over moral, political, and personal implications of modern warfare. Um, cool. Yeah, yeah, I've seen the trailer that's, that's, for it. Yeah. Looks fun. Cafe society. Also, Allen. a oh is it? Yeah. It's an Amazon Studios movie, hmm. and uh it is Woody Allen, which means it stars a whole bunch of people, and hmm. stands a very small chance that it'll be good, and a very high chance that it's going to suck. Um, best just like a- the last one. What was last year's Woody Allen movie? Like it just
1: ends, like for no, like you're just like watching, and you're
0: like really, I don't it, remember. Like it totally just
1: ended on me. I'm like, this is, I mean, come on. There was like no ending. There was like no real third act. I was just like, I'm kind of intrigued. I'm like, this is kind of actually, and it's over. So I was just like, well, fuck, because it was the con man kind of story uh, where the girl. I don't. I don't even remember what it was called, but it was just like one of those things. I'm like, god damn it, what I'm like, just you have to quit. You know, I. I think it's. I think it's that time where. It's nice that he still is an artist and it's nice that he still has a vision or a voice or whatever. He needs to write it for other people. He really needs to just stop making it because it's like the last three or four movies have just been rather horrible.
0: I hate most of his work. Yeah, no, no. Hate it. Just think that it's awful. There is the occasional movie. I always get roped back in because it stars so many people that I like that I'm like, well, how bad could it be? And then I watch it and I'm like, God, it was fucking awful. But occasionally I'm like, oh, that wasn't so bad. And particularly in recent years, I'm like, it was all right. It was watchable. The problem with all of Woody Allen's movies is I can't name a single one except for Annie Hall.
1: Annie Hall, like bananas. I'm like, I like the old, old, like the older. Stuff. In Annie Hall and in her sisters, like the way, like the Annie 70s Hall is and the 80s. movie
0: that everybody goes to, as you know, the Woody Allen movie, and it's, it was a big movie. It was a triumph at the time. I could see why it's respected in its slot of time. But when you watch Annie Hall today, I don't think it's any good. And
1: speaking of screeners that we're talking about, hmm. Annie Hall, Woody Allen. Personally called. It was the first time that somebody did this. He actually got on the phone and called like almost every voter and talked to them. Because mm. my dad actually was, my dad was just like, uh, "Woody Allen's uh, looking for you." And my dad's like, "Really? Possible movie?" Like he got all excited. I <laughs> was like, "Oh shit! It's going to be a movie!" And it was, yeah, right. and it was just like, "No, he just wants to talk about Annie Hall." And you're like, "Oh fuck it! I've already seen it." So it was just like weird. But it that he kind of escalated and started like the whole. Hey, how about we get in these people's faces, you know, to actually see a movie? Because you look at Annie Hall, that you know, it's a tiny little movie.
2: Yeah, it's, it is. It's, it's
1: two people with a couple other people involved here and yeah. there, and I mean, barely. And super just, indie movie. And just like really, almost illegally shot in New York. I mean, like, if you really go back and watch it, it was like some of those scenes you are like,
0: yeah, they did, just did stole he have, the shots. Very did you have
1: clearance to work on that street? I'm you sure know, not. so yeah.
0: Of course, back then, you probably didn't necessarily need clearance. Or, or even care. The Nobody bothered was, you, yep. you were running around with a film camera. <laughs> uh, this is Cafe Society is an Amazon Studios release. It's got uh, Jesse Eisenberg, Steve Carell, Christian Stewart, and Blake Lively. Uh, she just bore Ryan Reynolds' baby, if, uh, anybody, <laughs> if anybody cares. And that's a pretty important thing to have, baby, you know, baby have some Ryan. Yeah, baby Deadpool. Have some Ryan Reynolds in you. Uh, Cafe Society is set in the 1930s. This is also another killer for me. I almost always hate period pieces. Uh, Woody Allen's Romance Cafe Society follows Bronx-born Bobby Dorfman, that's uh, Jesse Eisenberg, Hmm. to Hollywood where he falls in love and back to New York with his colorful Bronx family where he is swept up in a vibrant world of high society nightclub life. film also stars Steve Carell, Blake Lively, and Christian Stewart. That's there's not much in that synopsis. No. That's uh, a, but it's a Woody Allen like, movie. So it's kind of like, sounds like every other Woody Allen movie, which uh, is yeah. why I can't name a single yeah. one of them.
1: But it's like Woody Allen movies. It's just like with his namesake and it really similar, let's say to like a Kevin Smith, he will have X amount of viewers.
0: Yeah. Probably He's not got a anybody new,
1: probably not any, like not one person new and he won't lose, you know, that audience. So yeah. it's like he'll put the movie out. It'll be out in, 200 theaters in very specific markets and it'll be really big on dvd sales not even blu-ray sales you know when it comes out because of the people who see it but no it'll be probably just something like his last movie
0: uh love and friendship also from amazon studios love and...
1: no, I
0: don't think... uh, best director wilt stillman actress in think... a leading role kate beckinsale Oh. Supporting role, Chloe Savinier. Oh, wow. another, another last name that needs more vowels for me Savini. to pronounce. Is that what it is? Yeah. Savini. All right, G N Y. I don't know. What you know guy. who she is. I know who she is. Oh. Yeah, I know who Chloe is. I just uh, it's just, just yes, a name that I don't. There's a few. Well, names. You don't say it all the time, so right strange, i it's one of those strange names. like it's not smith um for the longest time i would say that the fat dude from hangover because i just couldn't pronounce galifianakis
1: you're galifianakis yeah and i still <laughs> like, have a problem yeah anytime you say something fast you're like oh zach that guy from hangover dude, has a the dude from, you know he's yeah. bearded he's dude TV the wolf guy
0: yeah. yeah um between two ferns now yeah um and I just I look at the name like Galifianakis and Marvel like, come on, if there was ever a name that needed a Hollywood change. Oh, no, that's Dude. on
1: purpose because he's a freak. So, yeah, he's, uh, he's never if he changes it, it's only going to be worse. He's only going to add to it. He's not going to subtract.
0: I don't think he thought he was ever going to be famous. And then, you know, things yeah. got on and he couldn't change it. Uh, beautiful young widow Lady Susan Vernon visits the estate of her in-laws to wait out the colorful rumors about her dalliances circulating through polite society. Oh, my God, this sounds awful. It's Whilst ensconched there, win Best she decides to secure a <laughs> husband for herself and future for her eligible but reluctant daughter, Frederica. In doing so, she attracts... Is anybody still awake? She attracts the simultaneous attentions of the young, handsome Reginald de Croix. Of rich and silly Sir James Martin and the divinely handsome but married Lord Manwaring, complicating matters severely, people, if you thought you could never make a movie, I'm telling you this is Hollywood movies right here. This shit actually qualifies as a movie um, I mean that that plot i it sounds awful sounds you, you
1: lost me on the first paragraph.
0: There's, it's one paragraph. It's one long run-on wow. sentence. Beautiful young, young willow, ah, beautiful young widow, Lady Susan Vernon, visits the estate of her in-laws to wait out the colorful rumors of her dalliances with circulating through polite oh, society. All right. So she was fucking around, and she went to hang out at her in-laws' house to wait for the dust to settle. Whilst ensconced there, whilst This is a movie
1: for you. This is totally a movie for you.
0: This is literally in the synopsis. Whilst ensconced there, she decides to secure a husband for herself and her future for her eligible but reluctant daughter. Whatever. Uh, It's love and friendship. Yeah. Then uh, we have uh, this movie from someplace called Marvel Studios, uh, Captain America Civil War. I don't know. It's probably not going to. Oh, Robert Downey Jr. is in this, so it might be entertaining.
1: That's the one that gets the most complaints. Why? Because, like, everybody is in it and, like, nobody dies. That's, like, the big the big thing right now on Facebook. It was, like, it made all this money and everything, but it has the most complaints because, like, everybody should have died at the big ending war. The big civil war yes. at the end of the movie. Like, the big, huge battle. Mm-hmm. Nobody dies. And I'm like, well, I mean, it's the A-Team. Of course nobody dies.
0: I saw this. Why would they die?
1: I mean, they're not gonna... The only thing that's gonna die, you know, right now is uh, what's his name?
0: Here's the thing. I'm pretty sure I saw this. Wolverine. But the problem is starting to happen with these movies that I have to say I'm pretty sure because they're really all starting to blend together. No, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's getting very difficult to figure out, like, which one is which, yeah. especially with the cast. And I like that the cast is in yeah. the from one movie to yeah. another, like the crossover.
1: And it, and it totally helped Deadpool make fun of it
0: because yeah, right. Deadpool
1: was just like. Really? They couldn't afford fucking one? Right. We get a fucking kid? You know, so, like, it was a great joke, running joke for the whole movie, because you do see these, you know, as you call pole, like, these huge movies, but everybody's in it. So, yeah. I don't even know if I saw it. I, I mean, to be honest with you. I have no idea.
0: Uh, So, Captain America Civil War is putting itself out there for Best Picture. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: I, if they can do it, why can't Sausage Party? <laughs> um...
1: Well, it's an animated thing, so they'll, they'll go for animated.
0: We have American Wrestler, the Wizard, the Wizard, the American Wrestler. Oh, I okay, know, never heard of
1: this. <laughs> it's an Asian
0: movie. The sleeve, the sleeve is all black. All it says is American Rassler, Wrestler, Wrestler. <laughs> the DVD has no running time. The DVD. Nothing. It is screen printed DVD that says American Wrestler, the Wizard. No running time. No information nothing what's it doesn't even say it's a dvd it could be a cd that's how vague it is <laughs> it could be an old school compact disc in a black sleeve maybe they're just trying to hope that you know people are like ooh what is this but then they send out paperwork uh oh which paperwork. is so fucking funny like we're going to print nothing on the ah, sleeve yeah. so it's mysterious right. mm, but we have to print out yeah. an 8 by 10 and waste a bunch of trees and send this out
1: <laughs> Uh, well, we've already killed half a tree with to, this
0: horrible cardboard, this cardboard, cardboard cover. This is from it doesn't even, the studio name is not even on the yeah, DVD. You have no idea who even who this is even coming from. Uh, and then when we look at the paperwork, it's from protecttheharvest.com dot com. There you go. And E S X. With some kind of a signature, yeah, that I no, can't I read. That I Fantastic no logo, people! Fantastic, I had great no logo. Clue should, what the hell this Your company is going to do well. E S X, something cursive. <laughs> um, <laughs> <let's> see what, <laughs> what it was about. Uh, something cursive. Oh my god! On the piece of paper, it says, "Watch the American Wrestler trailer here," and it has a link to a Google file. All right, people. If you want to watch the trailer, you can see at https: colon slash slash Drive.google.com slash file slash D slash zero uppercase B, four lowercase H, one B, M, R. I shit you not. This thing goes on for another like 10 characters. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you. This I didn't even what, look at that. This is what they think. Oh, we'll just print. We'll send out paperwork and someone will type well, that's this. Well,
1: that's why it's not on the black cardboard thing.
0: Oh, I get it. What is this about? All right. Yeah. Uh, Allie. And you know what? This is the gem. This is, this the is probably movie. this is probably gonna be, be the, the best, best movie, movie <laughs> of the
1: year. So we're totally fucking with them. We're gonna watch it like to give it like 15 minutes, and you go, "Holy shit!" And you're gonna be calling, emailing, you're gonna be tweeting it. You know, like you're gonna be like Trump at 3:30 in the morning. You're gonna tweet you know out. Watch this movie that you've never heard of before.
0: All right, uh, Ali Jahani. Oh,
1: geez, never mind.
0: <laughs> Which is played by George <laughs> Kosteros. Remember, this is called the American Wrestling. A freshly minted immigrant from Iran is looking for one thing above all else in his new homeland, acceptance. Unfortunately, his timing couldn't be worse. The year is 1980. Iranian radicals are holding U.S. citizens hostage in Tehran. And in the picture-perfect town of Pentaluma, California, the soft-spoken teenage newcomer is the face of the enemy. As Ali struggles with limited results to navigate the strange new landscape of an American high school, he hits upon the idea of joining a sports team to prove himself to his peers. Despite the misgivings of his school principal, John Voight, he impresses Holy the shit. reluctant coach Piler, it's William a gem. It's William a gem.
1: already. I Fichtner, want to see. It.
0: with his sheer tenacity and earns a place on the floundering wrestling team, working with both Piler and Uncle Halfitz, which is Ali Afshar, Ali uh, puts his all into his training, earning the respect of his fellow teammates while rekindling the sense of possibility in his two world weary mentors. Setting his formerly luckless team on a trajectory toward a championship season, so too does he slowly begin to win over the hearts of his classmates and community while discovering a renewed belief in himself. I'm probably going to like this movie. I know. I just said this, this is a is story a of overcoming. I literally of, just made fun of it yeah. as
1: a gem. And you said John Voight. So I'm like, well, if John Voight's in it, then it has to be something. It's with a, some kind of heart.
0: A sports movie. So there's going to be this huge win at the end. It's, you know, overcoming. It's, you know, God damn it, I'm probably going to like this movie. Uh, That's funny. Touched with fire. Um, Let's see.
1: I, uh, John Voight. Uh, he, he, you know.
0: Oh, Touch with Fire, Best Actress Katie Holmes. That's the only name that I recognize on here. Oh, okay. oh, Best Actor Paul DeLeo. No, I don't know who that is. Yeah, you do. I do. He's
1: the he. Yeah, he's a strange looking guy.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. That's Best Director. It's Paul and oh. screenplay. Um, I don't know yeah, who he is. Person. Uh, Touch with Fire stars Katie Holmes and Luke Kirby as two poets with bipolar disorder. Oh,
1: <laughs>
0: oh my god. <laughs>
1: When you can't get past the first sentence people why that, the that's not that's fuck not thing. Why me.
0: Hollywood continues to make movies about
1: pulling on the heartstrings, man. It's pulling on the heartstrings. Yeah,
0: it's just crazy people. It's because just,
1: there's not an actual channel, you know, what is it? The Ladies the that Lifetime a Movie ne- Network? Yeah, there's not a network for lady movies, uh, you know. So we have to put them out in movie theaters and not make a dime.
0: Two poets with bipolar disorder. So let's see. Hmm. What does nobody ever want to see? Oh, bipolar. Yeah, that's really boring because people are just are crazy. Oh, we'll make them poets because people love poets. If the next sentence says that they have a son who's a mime, I'm freaking out. (laughs) Whose art is fueled by their emotional extremes. When they meet in a treatment center, their chemistry is instant and intense, driving each other's mania to new heights. They pursue their passion, which breaks outside the bounds of, Sanity swinging them from fantastical highs to tormented lows until they ultimately must choose between sanity and love. But if they're bipolar, can they figure out the difference? Yeah. Touched with fire is written and directed by yeah, you know, whatever. Who's this? Who's in this? Uh here. Sorry. I hit the money. Yeah. Touched with fire.
1: Oh, Griffin Dunn. Bruce Allman. Oh boy, Christine Lottie. So somebody's gonna be crying through the whole movie. Um Katie Holmes. Who, really who's that? Who Christine is... Lottie? Yeah. You don't remember Christine Lottie
0: I do not. Oh
1: my god. You'd recognize her in a, in a heartbeat if you when you see her. Uh all, all she does is cry. Okay. Decent actress, but it's like every movie, she cries.
0: Everything that she does. Uh so Bleecker Street brings us Anthropoid. Anthropoid. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It, it,
1: horrible name. That's An- a big movie anthro Anthropoid. it's a real it's a German movie it's uh, Nazis big people
0: mm, so this will do well in our current alt-right state uh, I don't re- best director Sean Ellis I don't know who that is who's also screenwriter with Anthony Furwin. Um, best actor Cillian Murphy and Jamie Doran supporting actor Toby Jones Harry Lloyd I don't know who any of these people are
1: Cillian Murphy come on 28 Days Later what are you talking oh,
0: about? Oh, okay. Batman. Um, uh, Anthropoid is based on the true story of Operation Anthropoid, the code name for the uh, chess, chess. Is it Czechoslovakian? Czechoslovakian. Czechoslovakian.
1: Czechoslovakian. Yeah, we'll remember when they were one country?
0: So if I don't look at it, Czechoslovakia. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Czechoslovakian. Okay. In. Yeah, I know yeah, what the yeah. word is, but when I look, yeah, at, when it, I look
1: at it, you're like, that, is that how you spell it? The
0: brain is going, is that the right word? What Absolutely. is that?
1: Yeah. Uh, That's like Le- when you're writing. When I'm actually writing stuff out, I'm like, shit, that can't be right. And then you yeah. look it up and you're like, oh my god. It totally does not sound like how I pictured it in my
0: head. Uh Czechoslovakian operatives, Yeah. operatives. Uh, mission to assassinate SS officer, officer Reinhard Hayditch. Reinhard Hayditch, the main architect behind the Final Solution, was the Reich's third in command behind Hitler and Himmler, and the leader of Nazi forces in che- Czechoslovakia.
1: <laughs> if you see the trailer for this, the it's film... unbelievable, but then it's called Anthropoid, which makes it sound sci-fi, which is absolutely yeah, the dumbest sci-fi. title that they can have.
0: Uh, well, because it's after the operation, but yeah, yeah. they should have changed the title. The film follows two soldiers from Czechoslovakian army in exile. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to read their names. Who are <laughs> parachuted into their occupied homeland in December 1941 with limited intelligence and little equipment in their city under lockdown. They must find a way to assassinate Hydrich, Heid- an operation that would change the face of Europe forever. Actually, I'm uh, sure I'm going to enjoy this. It's uh, just a horrible name. Good. Sounds good.
1: It's, it's literally, it's like, it sounds like sci-fi.
0: Uh, also from Bleecker Street, we have Captain Fantastic. Oh, yeah, I wanted to see this. This is a uh, movie. Vigo's movie? Yeah, best actor, Vigo Mortensen. Uh, Best director, Matt Ross, also screenplay. Uh, Best supporting actor, Steve Zahn, Uh, Frank Laganlia, George McKay, I don't know who else these are. Uh, Actress, I don't recognize any (laughs) of them. Let's see here. Deep in the forests of Pacific Northwest, isolated from society, a devoted father, Vigo Mortensen, detects his, oh, dedicates. His life to transforming his six young children into extraordinary adults. But when a tragedy strikes the family, they are forced to leave the self-centered paradise and begin a journey into the outside world that challenges his idea of what it means to be a parent and bring into question everything he's taught them. Okay, that's about nothing. That's
1: family discovery. I, I like him. I like Vigo. Like, I like I'll Vigo watch, yeah. too, but really this synopsis you. says Yeah, it's not a good synopsis.
0: Dude in the forest raising six kids. A tragedy strikes Makes How, why don't you city. throw in the tragedy? A fucking meteor hits the forest. Yeah, exactly. Throw some some exciting words in there. What a terrible synopsis. Yeah. Um some of these some of these to leave the self created paradise and begin a journey in the tech world. I'm
1: I'm horrible at these. I try to do this desperately. I worked at a couple of PR firms. I did PR, you know, record companies and stuff. I couldn't write these to save my life. I could do better than most of these synopsis, synopses that you've written, uh, read.
0: Usually the synopsis is written by the screenwriter when he writes the screenplay.
1: Yeah, but then it's edited, and then somebody you know one of the producers wants to say something. And yeah, the PR firm wants to put their. It makes its spin way through the it. channels, and then, and then by the time it gets to that, you're like anthropoid. It's a movie about war. And You're like, then change the fucking title. Right, it sounds like a sci This is this is clearly That's like really really. This bad... is
0: producers who couldn't no longer see the forest through the trees and right. didn't know what the hell the movie was about, and they were or like, they probably never saw this it.
1: And they're just like uh Vigo family drama
0: denial. Also from Bleecker Street. Uh, yeah, I've heard of that one. Have you? I think. Oh, best actress Rachel White. Yeah, that's the ra- Yeah, Wait. best supporting actor Tom Wilkinson. Yeah. Um, no best I've actor.
1: I seen a trailer for it somewhere. I
0: forgot what I saw. No so, best no. actor in this film. Only actress. Uh, what is it about? That's uh, Probably about it. Based year. on the book Denial Holocaust History. Nah, you got me right there. <laughs> I'm gonna love that. I love. There's nothing better than you watching a movie about Jews being killed. Um. That was our right. You
1: said Holocaust denied.
0: What? De- uh, based on the book Denial. Right. Holocaust History on Trial. Oh, Trial. So it'll be about Jews getting killed. Mm-hmm. I was sort wow. of making an alt white comment. Oh, I know. I was just trying to. I usually like stories. Are you but... a
1: Holocaust denier? Is that what you're saying?
0: No. It... I, don't, I don't really know what that means.
1: People that don't believe that the Holocaust ever
0: existed because they're fucking retarded. They don't think that, like, Jews were sent yeah. to the uh, showers. Right now,
1: right now in this world, there's approximately 50 million human beings that don't believe that. The but all to be
0: fair, is. there are people who don't think we've landed on the moon, and they're, I mean, it's well, probably those the same people deniers. Are
1: all in special hospitals, but uh, these people actually run businesses.
0: But um, so what do they think? Do they think all the skeletons are fake? Like, yeah, they
1: think the whole thing is fake. They think the whole thing, all of it, was bullshit. Here's Literally, what I don't really understand it, no, about it, that. It's hard to even explain. Re- to re- to you're a realist, right? You actually know somewhat about history. It's hard to explain that there's people in this country right now. You probably have friends. You probably have people that you twit to. <laughs> that, but no, what? That, no, that could never happen. What like, can? What confuses Do you think me? humans would actually do that to each other? And do you think? He- yes, we are all fucking stupid. People in this country voted for Trump. People are fucking okay. Dumb. Okay, but wait a minute. People what don't is the, yeah, understand what, the, what
0: is the motive to deny the Holocaust?
1: Exactly. Because, well, their hatred for Jews. Their hatred for. Wait a minute. They hate yeah.
0: Jews, so they they want to say the Jews weren't killed.
1: Yeah. They're like, oh no, this is a. This I would a, have
0: thought you just you really just blew my mind because I would have thought it was the other way no, around. It's a pity that it was story. people no, who loved Jews and go a, we couldn't possibly have done that. It's to a these PR people.
1: pity fucking party. They're just like, oh, see, look, they you know they lie about this and they do this and. They i the banks heard, and you're like,
0: none of that makes any sense. I've heard of Holocaust deniers and moon landing deniers, and I just kind of shrug it off and move on with my day because yeah. I'm just like, that's just stupid. Like, why does anybody? I've never really with that? like the moon
1: um, landing. I've never understood that one at all. Like, I, I like, I, I've seen the movies. I've have read about it. Mythbusters and even, did
0: a great thing on it. And yeah.
1: even like when you read or see those movies, you're just like, yeah, that's that's a fantastical story. But there's a video that, you know, it's just like, I don't understand.
0: But part of me is like, you know, all right, um, let me take a moment and jump on your side and say, we never landed on right. the moon. And it was all just a PR right. stunt. It worked. People feel exactly. good about it. <laughs>
1: exactly. Like,
0: right. Yeah. No, who exactly. gives a shit? Like, right. people feel good that, about that, that's it. That's what
1: I mean. That's what like. That's where I'm like, that. it's again. It's and a- I could
0: say the same thing about the. Let me jump on your bandwagon and say, OK, the Holocaust didn't exist. How does that change anything? Yeah. Like. Like there, there was a war. Hitler was still this bad dude. Yeah. Oh, what are you Wouldn't trying to say? Hitler, be- Hitler wasn't a bad dude. And right. we just, you know, well, he was I mean, all yeah. right. You know what? Let me jump on your band camp and say, <laughs> Hitler wasn't a bad dude. Right. How does that fucking change anything today? Just, exactly. you know, like, like we're still where we are today. Exactly. Regardless, history should, we should look at history to form the future and to learn. Obviously we didn't, we elected Trump. <laughs> But we should. But no. we didn't. But um I I just I don't get it, like when people want to hold on to so many of these beliefs and it's just like how does that I don't understand how does that affect your life today? Why are you holding on to that? Anyway, back to denial. <laughs> Holocaust history on trial. Denial recounts Deborah E. Lipstats, Rachel White's legal battle for historical truth against David Irving. See talking about whitewashing instead of casting rachel whites they could have put like you know what's his name jaleel white who played urkel he could have been he could have played a female jew true
1: like why not I, I actually, why not diversify I see that. this I, stuff I see that. um it's another movie about jews so <laughs> drumps people will be all over this uh
0: well at least they're white Yeah, I mean, that's a good news no. did you see that <laughs> i loved it did you see that uh The photo that was tweeted of the RNC, the Republican National Committee, there's like three girls in it, and it's just a bunch of white men. Mm -hmm. We were like, there's no diversity here. I'm like, there's tons of diversity. I see Swedes. I see Germans. I see plenty of Alaskans in there. There's tons of diversity. What are you talking about? (laughs) Um, Rachel White's legal battle for historical truth against David Irving, uh, played by Timothy Spall. Wow. Timothy didn't even get a best actor nod, so they really didn't like him. he probably Uh, dies then who accused well uh, the Joker
1: died he probably dies
0: the Joker died in Batman and uh, Heath Ledger and he got a nod
1: not in real life you idiot I'm talking about Uh, in the movie Uh, Heath Ledger did not die in the movie the Joker didn't
0: die does Joker not die in the movie? no Uh, he
1: goes to
0: jail uh, Timothy Spall who accused her of libel when she declared him a holocaust denier see In the English legal system, I'll learn everything about the Holocaust now from this movie. In the English legal system, in cases of libel, the burden of proof is on the defendant. Therefore, it was up to Lipstadt and her legal team, uh, led by Richard Rampton, Tom Wilkinson, to prove the essential truth that the Holocaust occurred.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: fun. See, there you go. That'll be a fun movie.
1: Tom Wilkinson is definitely on the list of I'll See Anything.
0: He's a good actor. Oof, good. And the final movie in our oh, list here.
1: Oh, Lord. Oh, the big one. Now at an hour 32. Wow.
0: The biggie. Um, I'm going to read the letter that came with this. Okay. Uh, from Fox Searchlight Pictures.
1: He didn't rape that girl. Is that on the first line?
0: No, I don't. Fox Searchlight <laughs> Pictures is pleased to send you the enclosed screener of The Birth of a Nation. This is the best picture, by the way. For your personal consideration only during the award season ending on February 26, you 2017. Please read this letter carefully. It contains important information about your screener. Please take care of your screener. Every year, movie pirates seek See? out copies of award screeners to upload to the internet and to create pirate discs sold around the world, causing great harm to our industry. So we must again remain. Oh, remind. We must again... I was like, (laughs) remain. We must again remind everyone. The screener is individually coded with an invisible watermark that identifies the screener and any copies with you personally. If unauthorized copies, including internet uploads, of the film are traced back to your screener, you risk civil and criminal penalties. Please, therefore, treat your screener with care and do not copy, loan, rent, sell, or publicly perform it. Give it away or upload it to the internet. These are restriction. Uh, these use restrictions are also on the packaging and disc itself. If you do not agree to these restrictions, do not open the screener and please call as soon as possible to arrange its return. Destroying your screener. Oh yeah. Once you once you have finished reviewing the screener during the award season ending on February twenty six two thousand seventeen, you are to securely destroy destroy the disc so your personal copy does not fall into the wrong hands. The easiest ways. Are to shred it or take a pair of household scissors and cut the disc into pieces. Does this
2: say this? It does.
0: Thank you for protecting our movies so we can continue to provide films to you in the future. Enjoy the show. All the best Fox searchlight pictures. Now
1: that's what we were just talking about.
0: I must stress that regardless of anything you might have heard from us in the, uh, rest of this podcast or any other podcast we've done, uh, Martin has only brought these movies over here for me to read the covers for this episode. Uh, we actually do not, you know, watch these or share them or any way, shape or form. Uh, they are only watched by the Academy member who got them. And uh, this is just total satire. And for the entertainment of the show, the birth of a nation. Uh, I heard about this movie now for anybody who doesn't know um, the original birth of a nation is an insanely iconic Unbelievably racist and important film in the history of cinema. Yeah. Uh, It goes back. Why can't I I think of his name? His name is escaping me. Who uh, uh, does he even get credit on it? Oh, Army Hammer's in this. So the original Birth of a Nation is like a three hour, six hour epic um, and really portrays slavery in a. Well, it portrays slavery, but um, from their point of view and in a terrible light. And uh, it's also – the original Birth of a Nation is also a terrible movie. It's really hard to watch, which I've never watched. I've seen parts of the original Birth of a Nation. Um, and when you watch parts of it, you quickly realize that it's not a movie worth watching and it's simply a movie worth reading about yeah. to just sort of know about it. Um, and and that's where it ends. It's It doesn't, like, take any amazing – strides in uh in cinema. It yep. just was a very kinda bigoted alt right movie at the time. Open that center drawer, there's some scissors in there. Um so isn't is there not some scissors? That's fine. Uh my switchblade. Great. Uh illegal in California. Here, listen. You know where I bought it? Uh no idea. Utah <laughs> <laughs> oh, <really>? oh man. <laughs> Uh, We were in Utah, and we were driving through Utah, and I was like, I think switchblades are legal here. (laughs) And I looked it up, and they were, and I went to a knife shop, and I bought two switchblades. Um, I always wanted one. This is the classic black that you see in movies. Um, In California, it's considered an automatic weapon. I use that as my letter opener. It it wasn't a brush, uh, ladies and gentlemen. It it was was like 10 10 bucks. Um, So... As I understand, I don't know a lot about this film. Although I know that uh, Nate Parker I get, made this movie and took it to Sundance, yeah, and it did well at Sundance. Um, it was
1: picked up. Uh, it, it was like you know, you know, a hardcore crazy bidding war, you know, type of thing. Like, and that that they, it happens at Sundance, you know, most of the time.
0: Actually, it does not happen at Sundance hardly at all anymore. Well, not anymore. No, the, I mean the bidding anymore. wars are I'm, I'm really saying, no, done, I mean, which I think yeah. made this. Uh, uh, made people uh, pay attention to this. The yeah. only name on here that I recognize actor wise, oh, uh Army Hammer and Jackie Earl Haley. Those I recognize those two. I don't recognize any of the women's names on here.
1: Well, this the the, the
0: Penelope Ann Miller
1: maybe. Yeah. The the big to do about this movie of course is now the lead
0: not actor. a straight up remake.
1: I don't know. But the the lead actor he has been accused of rape.
0: Army so, Hammer?
1: No. The Black actor, the the lead
0: Mark black. Boone Jr.
1: I'm not sure his name
0: oh well oh but best in, in actor college. Nate Parker. he's the maker of yeah. the movie. so the director uh, so in, writer
1: in college, uh, there was the you know, the, the the uproar of they were both drunk kind of thing, and she changed her mind like the next day or days later or something, and so he said it's consensual, she said it's rape, and so there's a big to do behind the movie. Um, because of the, because of the actor and and it hurts the movie. I mean, it actually, you, you sit there and you're like, well, this is a personal side note, uh, to his life, you know, his real life. This is, has nothing to do with August the movie. 19th,
0: 1999. After meeting through a mutual friend yeah. earlier in the summer, Parker, then a sophomore and 18 year old Penn state freshman will call Jane Doe hang out at her dorm room. Parker tries to have sex with her, but she refuses saying she doesn't know him well enough. She performs oral sex on him instead. As Jane Doe later testifies, I didn't want to have sex, but I didn't want to leave it at nothing. Uh, then on the following day, Doe waits for Parker for a date at a bar near campus. Parker is late and Doe accepts drinks from a construction worker and from a student named, uh, I can't even pronounce it. Um, while waiting for him to arrive. Later in court, lawyers raise the possibility that the combination of alcohol and Doe's prescribed Prozac caused her to black out. On the 21st, Parker arrives at a bar around midnight, and he and Doe join a small group living in, it was the name I couldn't pronounce, <laughs> Kavmaranja's apartment. Um, according to Doe, at around 1 a.m., Parker invites her back to his apartment to sleep. A friend later claims she wasn't really making that much sense and was talking very loud, while Copper Moranga says she was coherent but noticeably drunk. Another friend later testifies that Parker told her Jane Doe was extremely intoxicated. Parker later disputes this, saying Joe didn't drink around me and sure didn't seem drunk last night. Uh, once Doe enters the apartment, oh, fuck, this just keeps going. Yeah um so it's 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 convenient that once he became famous it's a
1: horrible you know he said she said kind of thing and people are you know brought into it but it is like you you were about to say i'm cutting you off it's one of those things that it happened a long time ago obviously 1999 uh and now regardless if it's been in uh behind the scenes if it's been in you know court if you know whatever but now that this guy actually has a career it's, you know, it's come to light right when this movie, you know, is coming. Oh, out. so is this thing
0: already, has this already testified and existed? So she didn't just sue him recently? I, or, or Yeah, I, that's what I'm
1: saying. I have no idea how long it's been going on. That kind of stuff. Yeah. But it, a lot of this stuff is coming out. There's a
0: timeline online and a lot of yeah. dates involved yeah. here. and um, Like so 2000, like, Doe drops out of Penn State. But so he'll,
1: like, he'll he'll actually do interviews and people will bring this up and not, you know, the movie. So, like, he's, you know. He's gone out of his way to be as polite as possible and, you know, do what he can, but it's just like...
0: Wait, uh, the two men are arrested of rape? What? Okay, now i got to go. No,
1: no, that's the thing. its I mean, it's, it's a big, weird, crazy, long story, and he's involved, and you're just like, okay, what actually happened? Well, someday we'll find out in court, or, you know, the truth comes out. And then you just sit there, and you're like, well, it has nothing to do with this movie, and it has nothing to do with, you know, this. Um particular story so it gets really The sad. next
0: morning Doe claims she wakes to find Parker having sex with her again. Uh, okay. However another student named Tam- Tamar Lane Kangs who had driven Parker and Doe to the apartment later testifies that he and Celestin had both been outside Parker's room watching him have sex with Doe. There was a smirk on the face because he caught us watching, Kangas says, and so that's when you uh, motioned for us to come in. He claims he told Celestin you don't want to go inside the room, and later after Celestin ignored him and started to have sex with Doe. I figured that she was there for Nate and not, you know, Nate and Jean, he says. During the trial, defense lawyers asked Kangas' testimony, was influenced by police threats to charge him alongside with Parker and Slane. Next morning, Doe claims she wakes to find Parker having sex with her again. Parker later claims he was this, too, was consensual. She was awake and did not show any signs of discomfort after leaving the apartment. Doe says she spends the day in the worst pain I've ever felt in my life. I couldn't walk. I don't know.
1: Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So, like, it's this...
0: Very. Minute, Doe, did, I, did she kill herself? Wait a minute. What, I just. Variety breaks the news of Doe's suicide in a Facebook post. Parker claims he had been uh, unaware of her death. This just happened in August of 2016. Yeah. I am filled with profound sorrow, he writes. I can't tell you how hard it is to hear this news.
1: Because, um, like, the family started, like, going after him and stuff and, like, friends. and She dropped
0: out just... of Penn State. After a three-day trial, So found guilty of a sexual assault. Uh, Parker is cleared of all charges. Defense had reportedly bought up Doe's attire on the night in question, as well as her history of drinking. Silla expelled from Penn State. Women's Law Project files a lawsuit. Penn State settles with Doe for $17,500. What a weird amount.
1: Yeah, no, that's what I'm
0: saying. $17,500. <clears throat> that's
1: what I'm saying. Like, the whole the whole story that, you know, that I even looked into is, you know, a lot less than that. Uh, I don't, it, was, yeah. it was just really weird. It was just like, he said, she said, a lot going on, a that's lot of people usually, involved. Yeah. And then you just sit there and you're like, okay, so he makes this movie. <laughs> And he was a struggling actor, and he's made a couple movies. And you would recognize him. I mean, he's you know, he, he did this, and that's unfortunately all the people that want to want to talk about. Because, like you said, it was like what in August? It was sometime this year that she killed herself. So it 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 came up again while they're pushing this movie.
0: Well, it sounds like I mean this the story of this situation sounds like a good movie. No, no, like that that's, sounds like the plot of a good movie. Trying it, to figure that, out yeah. who who did what or who said what. I mean, we're in this weird time, you know. I mean, Cosby gets accused, and you go, "No, there's no way." And he gets accused again, and you go, "Well, people are just jumping on the bandwagon." And then again and again and again and again, yeah. and you go, "Well, I mean,
1: there's forty or fifty people involved." Yeah, and, and I, at the same time, then other comedians start finally start saying things and you're like well what the fuck why weren't you saying things before and they're like that's that's closeted
0: racism right there it's just closeted denial yeah no but it's it's like well
1: it's bill cosby and you're just like who cares like if you know if you know about this if it's a known thing then what the fuck are you not saying i guess i could see
0: part of that though and like do you want to be the person like how do you come out against america's father like everybody loves this guy how do you who how do you be the person to accuse him Although it was the a comedian, I can't even, I don't even know the guy's name. I can't even remember the guy's name, but it was a comedian who actually brought all this to light. The couple, yeah. Well, yeah. But that's the thing. It's just, yeah, I don't know. He joked about, and, he, and he, <clears throat> he had been doing the joke in his act for several years. For years. About and people causing, it was a jo- Yeah. People thought it was just And then a part finally, of the act. someone latched onto it and went, Is there some truth to that? And yeah, I don't know. I mean, even Trump and his defense, like all of these women that came out after him, you go, you step back and you go, well, it's because he's just been elected president. And, but I also have to say like, I don't want to dismiss. I look at this story of this Nate guy and immediately I go, there's booze involved. It's college. She's on Prozac. Well, there's a time and place for everything and it's college. And then I go, three guys are watching this Or as I just read, two other guys are watching this Mm." Sounds like, you know, a party that got a little out of control. Should they have done it? Should she have done it? I mean, I'm not going to draw a line there, but like sometimes you do shit in life that you regret and you just have to fucking live with it yeah. and sorry. And I'm not, I'm not blaming her, or them. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, it's such a weird line where you step back and like, I don't want someone to be raped, but I also know that a lot of weird shit happens in college. And then unfortunately, there's a lot of opportunists, both men and women, who come out of the, the woodwork to, yeah. you know, accuse people of shit. And that makes everybody even more of a doubter. Um,
1: well, just, like I mean, to go to some, something very similar to this, that he said, she said thing, but like the Kobe Bryant, you know, uh, trial. Mm-hmm. It was just like, you know, so many people just latched on, didn't even know that there was so much like Kobe hate in the world. But it was like so many people latched on to this girl and said, oh, this poor girl and oh you know it's just a rich person you know it's a famous person doing whatever and then you you, you have to hear the whole story mm-hmm. you have to hear both sides of the story you have to you know clearly so i'm like i'm not taking sides i have no idea yeah, like yeah, i read no, the so. story and it's just like what you almost exactly what you just said i remember my college days i remember going to a christian college and there was more drugs and alcohol and abortions and crazy fucking shit going on uh, rape uh, left and right everything that was going on and i'm like So, Christian aside, whatever, it's college. Right. So, you get 18 to 22-year-old people hitting puberty, hitting those weird fucking mental, you know, whatevers. Then you're adding alcohol. You're adding Mm -hmm. drugs. And even then, this is the start of, this is back in the 80s, this is the start of, like, Ritalin and the the second family of Ritalin who was turning into Prozac and Mm -hmm. everything. So, you don't even know what the fuck is going on when you're on some of these drugs. And when these drugs were baby drugs like that, prozac 1999 no fucking clue what it's going to do to a 19 or 20 year old girl mm-hmm. none whatsoever if she's going to be coherent if she's going to be this then you're looking at the guys and it's just like guys having a couple of drinks seeing a hot chick they don't know what to do or act or react mm-hmm. so it's like, it's a horrific story on both sides but then you sit there and you're like well alcohol you know it's like there, there's so many things that are going on there that you have to have uh, unfortunately, you have to have lawyers and judges and uh, people, you know, investigate this stuff and get to the bottom, you know, to the truth.
0: This past year, uh, the know, Stanford rape, Brock Turner, like the—I
1: mean, we talk, which we talked about. We, talk, I mean, we have but, talked about yeah, it on but, this podcast. I know. I mean, that's a the weird thing about example. it
0: is like that dude. I mean, that dude got off. That dude should be sent to jail. But when he went to the party that night. Do I think that he, that that morning or that day, he was like, I'm going to go rape some woman tonight. I'm going to be a raper. I'm going to be a serial rapist. I don't think he
1: doesn't, no. But see, the thing is, people like that, I'm going to actually stop you there. They don't see it as rape, they think they see it as sex. I agree. He was there to fuck. He was there to have a couple of drinks, find a weak female. Right. And fucker, the, and the not whole, think that it's rape, and not care that it's rape, right. and not think that it's right. not consensual or what consensual or whatever. Right, right. He is an actual predator. The bullying, the bullying, the bullying sa- salesman, the yeah. bullying salesman is yeah, what he completely is. Completely different, you know, thing.
0: Um, and he makes that evening. He himself makes poor life decisions. Right. He makes bad decisions, and the girl he rapes she makes bad decisions because she you know gets drunk to be drunk to black can. out. Yeah. The end result is the bad decisions resulted in this horrible thing that he should be punished for and go to jail for. Right. And unfortunately, and this is where the judge gives him leniency, where I could step back and say just like to O.J. Simpson O.J. Simpson isn't going to kill anybody else. It's not like O.J. Simpson is a mass murderer. He killed Nicole Brown and and uh, whatever his name is. Um, and he, he should have went to jail for that. Mm-hmm. But when he was let off for it, I'm not worried about O.J. Simpson being right. on the street. I don't think Brock Turner is going to run around and massively rape people. Do. It doesn't take away that Brock Turner still did this and should be punished for the crime. But we're dealing with college, and that day, these two people made bad decisions. Right. And sometimes, unfortunately, even if it is way out of your character, sometimes you just have to pay the price for the bad decision yeah. that you made. You yeah. don't get a redo. Right. And that's just life. You don't just get the slap see, on like us. the wrist. Now, he got a slap on the wrist. I'm fucking. But see, like, the it. thing
1: is, like, but you have to keep going with that. Her life lesson was obviously not to get that drunk again actually have better friends better people around her whatever his life lesson is it's perfectly fine to do this that's that's the lessons though so he is still going to be a predator he still knows that whatever he does from this day forth he went to jail for 20 something days yeah no big fucking deal and while he was there he was in a cell the entire time he was not out in general you know whatever and it was just like it was no big deal so yes he went to jail and And he is now quote unquote a felon. But at the same time, not one fucking thing. He he did not learn one fucking thing out of this. And I will say that purely prejudicial without even knowing this person, but not one fucking thing was learned except that you got away with it and you could probably get away with it again. Well, what was learned is
0: like six months later, the judge presided over a very similar case involving a Mexican defendant and sent that dude to jail. Um, so, and this is the for type years. of, this is not, the type of, yeah, for, days, for years. years, this is the type of closeted racism that needs to be dealt yeah. with. Um, I, I pulled up the Wikipedia, the original birth of a nation, um, <laughs> the original title of the birth of a nation was called the Klansman. So, oh, yeah, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That gives you a better yeah. idea. Yeah. 1915 American silent epic drama yeah. directed by D.W. Griffin. That's the name I was, the name I was trying of that to, I was, that was the name I was trying to remember. Mm-hmm. And starring Lillian Gish. Right. The screenplay is adapted from a novel and play called The Klansman by both Thomas Dixon Jr. uh, and D.W. Griffin, who co-wrote the screenplay with Frankie Woods and co-produced the film, whatever. Um, It's three hours long. The film was originally presented in two parts separated by an intermission. Right. It was the first 12-real film in America. The film chronicles the relationship of two families in the American Civil War and Reconstruction-era... Over the course of several years, the pro Union Northern Stonemans and the pro Confederacy Southerners, Co- Camerons, the assassination of President Abraham Lincoln, and John Wilkes Booth is dramatized. The film was a commercial success, though it is highly controversial for its portrayal of black men, some played by white actors yeah. in blackface, as unintelligent and sexually aggressive toward white women. Now, is an important staple because this movie is really is is a big foundation in what portrays black men as having big dicks yeah. and being sexual predators right. um like they the reason that they're sexual predators is because they have these huge cocks and they can't that forces it. they can't control it and they have to use it and they're going to do nothing but rape white women right. This movie is a huge box office success. It, it shapes and forms the opinions of people all over the right. country. And this is the kernel that gives birth to that stigma today. Right. Um, and, okay, controversial. Uh, some played by a white actor and portrayed the Ku Klux Klan, whose original founda- founding is dramatized as a heroic force. Right. There were widespread African-American protests against the birth of a nation, such as in Boston, while thousands of white Bostonians flocked to see the film. The NAACP spearheaded a unsuccessful campaign to ban the film. Griffin's indignation at efforts to censor or ban the film motivated him to produce Intolerance the following year. The film's release is also credited as being one of the events that inspired the formation of the second-era Ku Klux Klan. Uh, In the same year, the birth of a nation, along with the trial and lynching of Leo Frank for the 1913 murder of Mary Fragrin in Atlanta, was used as a recruiting tool for the KKK. Mm -hmm. Under President Woodrow Wilson, it was the first American motion picture to be screened at the White House. Griffin's innovative techniques and storytelling power have made the birth of a nation one of the landmarks in film history. Um, The Library of Congress deemed the film culturally historical or aesthetically significant and selected it for preservation of the National Film Registry there's a lot of unique things about this movie D.W. Griffin was a talented filmmaker and uh, yeah. there are it was, was a talented storyteller and made a very powerful film for its time although it doesn't stand up but it is about like his he had these horrible thoughts and opinions that mm-hmm. he put out there and got across to a mass audience and you know, shows the power of what a movie like this can do. Um, And the movie that is sitting right here, that is made by Nate Parker. Is that his name? Nate Parker? Yeah, Nate Parker. The alleged rapist, apparently. Uh, This movie is... Uh, Based on the story of Nate Turner, an enslaved man who led a slave rebellion in Southampton County, Virginia in 1831. The film is co-written, co-produced and co-directed by Nate Parker and stars uh, Parker and Turner with Army Hammer, um, Jackie Hill Haley and Penelope Ann Miller and some other people I don't recognize. Uh, Parker also (laughs) petitioned financiers to invest in the film, ultimately getting an $8.5 million production budget and started filming in May 2015. The film premiered in competition at the Sundance 2016 Sundance Film Festival. Fox Searchlight bought worldwide, writes the film uh, in a $17.5 million deal, the largest deal at the film festival to date. At the end of the festival, the film won the Audience Award, the Grand Jury Prize, uh, U.S. Dramatic Competition, and was highly praised for its directing, acting, soundtrack, cinematography. The film was theatrically released in the United States by Fox Searchlight and is grossed $15 million Uh, because the birth of a nation attracted increased scrutiny due to possible actor nominations. There was significant press coverage of a 1999 rape that Parker and Celestine were alleged to have committed. Oh, is Celestine involved in this? Okay. All right. Um, And the fact that the accuser committed suicide in 2012 while both Parker and Celestine... Were ultimately acquitted. The controversy surrounding the alleged rape of Parker's initial responses to the controversy cast a shadow over the film. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's this Birth of a Nation versus which the original, is, Birth
1: which of is Nation. really bizarre and kind of ironic. And going back to a very deep-seated racism problem in this country that nobody talks about. The Woody Allen movie. Nobody talks about Woody Allen at all.
0: What? Why? What, what is That
1: he's an actual piece of shit rapist. I mean, it's like he, you know, he's a child, you know.
0: He, well, you, but wait a minute. Are you you're talking about statutory rape versus bu- brutal rape? What what a, what happened with well, Nate Parker is, here? To me, it's rape.
1: Rape is rape. I mean, no. So,
0: yeah. No, because date rape is a really fucked up, weird line, no, no, no. which is almost what no. Nate Parker is sitting on here.
1: I no, I understand. Like now, what you're saying, that- Brock
0: Turner, that what happens behind a dumpster falls into a brutal rape. Right. What Nate Parker is being accused of is a weird line of. Date rape, gang rape right but there is this really weird line of like
1: well, yeah,
0: if you're it's it's a really fucking line across and really weird statement to make for me today, but like if you choose to go out and do drugs or drink and incapacitate yourself in such a way that you don't know what is happening. Male or female, you deserve whatever happens right. to you.
1: I understand you're – And that's
0: hard for me to say because, yeah, I mean, this girl reality. in the Brock reality, yeah. Brock uh, Turner rape did black out. Yeah. And I have sympathy for her, but I also go like, what did you expect? You were drunk. It's like when we hear every couple of years there's a beautiful blonde girl who disappears in a third world country. Right. And I'm like, what were you thinking?
2: Yeah.
0: Like – I don't want to say you deserved it, but you kind of did. You're beautiful and you're in a third world country and you're wandering around in the middle of the night. Yeah. Okay.
1: Like beauty aside and everything, but like the Alabama case, you know, Compton
0: isn't what Compton used to be. And I still ain't walking the streets of Compton at three o'clock in the morning. Right. Anyway, you were saying...
1: No, but like, you know, the Alabama girl that that went to the islands and... Aruba. Aruba Which is a beautiful
0: island I visited. You should visit. It's fantastic.
1: Like what you're saying, it's... Certain people don't have common sense. Certain people... The common sense is taken away because of their actions. Now, what happens to them, that's, that's the fine line that you're talking about. And it's just like, yeah, it's just, you know, it's a horrible, you know, disgusting thing that happened and everything... But we have, as a society, we have to do something about the predators. We have to do something about these animals that are out there, and we're not. That's the, that's the side that I take. It's just like, okay, Roman Polanski is still making movies. Roman Polanski is right. still being nominated for things. His movies are magnificent. He is an incredible artist and everything. He is a piece of shit human being right. that deserves to be in jail wherever he's living. I don't care Dude. what country he's in. I don't care what it is. He Had gave anal drugs.
0: sex with a 12 year old. He
1: gave drugs in
0: Jack Nicholson's hot tub. Yeah. Or is he it Warren Beatty's hot tub?
1: Warren Beatty, Warren Beatty was out of town. So it was one of their houses. But you just sit there and you're like, this is not a one time thing. Obviously, this was a thing. And he gets away with it. Woody Allen adopts what a 10 year old and then they get married or, you know, start having an affair when she's 12 or 13 it's just like things like this. You're like, okay, you didn't like, again, you didn't wake up one day, but he doesn't, you know,
0: Vince, he doesn't leave. wake up
1: one day and go, you know what I'm going to do today. I'm going to start drinking and driving, but <laughs> I'm going to start, you know, uh, going out and hitting people. You, you don't do it's, it's there. So you're just like, this is not the first time. And obviously it's not the last time. And something needs to be done about quote unquote to these people. I'm talking about predators. I'm talking about the monsters that you know walk amongst us. And when it was Jack Brock, Nicholson's house? Thir- yeah. she was and when Brock, and Jack you, when Brock goes to jail for you know a handful of days, and then a Mexican goes to jail for, for three you know yeah, three to years, eight years. Yeah. That, that right there is, you know, troubling. And that right there tells you that the monsters are now in charge. The, in the thing Montreal. about
0: Woody Allen, though, is he doesn't leave Mia Farrow. Is it Mia Farrow? And yeah. starts dating the daughter until she's 18. So no,
1: they were having an affair when she was 13 or that's 14. That's alleged. I don't that's think that that's alleged. fact. That's a fact. People I don't know. People know about it. People in New York know about it. And Mia has, like, talked about it. I, okay, like, I don't know. I don't, don't stand on top of but, that. But that's what I'm saying. It's just like.
0: Okay. Look, here's the fact. Here's an okay. undeniable fact. Yeah. Rob Lowe is having sex with a 16-year-old girl in a video right. that exists, right. which is hard to get because if you watch it, you're also watching child porn. Right. Um, but <laughs> you can find it in the black webs, I guess, online. I've never seen it. Um, but I know that the video exists and it is downloadable right. from various places online.
1: Which is kill- you know, kills me because what you just said, when the news actually starts showing it, they all broke laws and somehow they got away with it.
0: But, but, back, but it, back, this, when it happened. back when it happened, yeah, when it happened. was just a VHS. Because day. they're
1: like, oh, it's alleged sixteen. You're like, well, alleged? It's what? If it's under eighteen, you can't yeah. show it. You're showing a sixteen year old. This you know, exists,
0: hello? and nobody condemns Rob right. Lowe oh, Like no, it's just, it's finished. just completely blown over.
1: No, because it's not completely blown over. He was <laughs> just uh, on an interview thing, like a, a roundtable thing on Sundance. You know, where all like the comedy actors or something. And you know, this was talking. brought up. And they brought it up.
0: Get out, really?
1: And they brought it up, and it was just like you just sit there, and you're like, it's "I feel like still this thing there. Was completely it's forgotten about." No, right? no. But at the same time, and you have to sit there and you look at his age and you look at that situation. And
0: Martin, so, you have to learn that no. when you're famous, you can do things like grab them by the pussy. Yeah,
1: absolutely. That's I I I, mean I know this because I'm you know, struggling
0: to become famous because I want to see what this perk is. This is an amazing perk. No, it's just not. run around and grab them by the pussy.
1: No, it's not an amazing perk. And, um, ho- and hopefully those women will punch you or kill you or have somebody, you know, do something to you.
0: How do you know um, it's not an amazing perk? It might be a great thing.
1: You you need help. Just letting you know.
0: I think the world would be a greater, a better place if all women were just forced to be naked. Mm, no, you know, it's probably run not. around And get like, oh, that's awesome. Look no. at those boobs.
1: No. <laughs> Pro- probably not. Probably not. Oh, only because then it'll desensitize you away from everything and, and you know. Then you won't even care. That
0: they're yeah, naked. that's why I say probably not. Yeah, um, I don't want.
1: I want. I don't want like you know full gowns like they do in you burkas. Know, some uh, you don't want a burka. Uh, those things like the Middle East. But you know,
0: although if if the only way that you see women depicted are completely covered up in burkas. Yeah. When she removes that shit, like it's all. Well, that's. I mean, that's holy crap, yeah. man.
1: <laughs> I mean, it, it's understandable. That's why there is such a horrific. Yeah, they're know, probably not even. They're they're, they're literally
0: yeah. like Michael's old joke: a bottle of Windex, pump, pump, squirt. They probably can't continue well they don't yeah
1: you. but that's the thing that's that's the major the major problem with that part of the society with you know with with that uh, with, with having that that is why there, it's so tragic to be a woman there because you know because it's just like you show arm and ah, they don't know what to do it's literally just like you know a finger and they'll fucking have a heart attack
0: when michelle so. obama showed shoulder yeah, we. I had no idea that that was going to make way to the first naked first lady. Yeah,
1: we actually have a illegal immigrant call girl hooker slash model in the White House soon. That's that's what was voted on. So when Michelle was like that, and when Hillary Clinton at some function in Europe or whatever, remember she took a jacket off.
0: I don't and remember And
1: she had like the the short oh. sleeve or whatever. There was a big hubbub, and even uh, not Barbara, but. Uh, Baby Bush, Baby Bush's uh, wife, when she was in Asia or something, she was wearing some, you know, some function or whatever, and Republicans were giving her shit. And you just sit there and you're like, you just voted in an actual hooker, call girl, naked model. So,
0: I don't know. So I don't shut know. The fuck up. <laughs> All right, I don't know. How, I don't know how much facts there are to back up her being an actual hooker. I know that she worked there in this. Factors. She was an undocumented. There's, I know there's okay. facts that back up that she was an undocumented worker for like nine months, six or nine months. She got paid to model in this country, mm-hmm. and, uh, and was, what happens was at those modeling
1: agencies? Uh, those, those that's those speculation. modeling speculation. Look, man, Jesus Christ. The so, thing
0: there are things can, that I okay. there are things when you go I know it, when, you
1: go, when you go into a modeling thing no. and you're like, you're going to get paid five hundred dollars. But one, you have like, a ten thousand dollar a month fucking apartment. There's one there's thing. Going there's on one there.
0: thing that I don't want to do to no. women in general. And, and Melania is that is I don't want to slut shamer like. Are the choices. I'm not shaming her at all. No, I. But I don't know. I mean, we're and making assumptions. Like that, I apolog- I we're making assumptions about uh, whether she was a call girl or where her money came from or whether she was a sugar daddy. I don't know all of that. What I do know is factual: is that she was an undocumented worker, and I know that there are naked photos of her that exist. Mm-hmm. Those two things, I I can't deny, and I'm glad there are naked photos of her. I think that's fantastic. I, I you know, I, <laughs> more more naked women, great. Um And I don't I don't falter for her naked photos. I am mind blown that it is the conservative party who elected the first female president who has naked photos mm-hmm. or the first female uh lady, photos. first lady, who has naked photos. Photos, and photos. And it is the same people who ridiculed Michelle for showing the shoulder. Mm-hmm. And I mind boggled that the guy who won the election won on trying to ban undocumented workers. One his wife was once an undocumented worker. Two of them. Uh
1: he's two of three.
0: Two of oh, three what?
1: Two of his two 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 women in his life are undocumented. Who's the other one? The the first
0: of or yeah. or whatever one of the other wives. Yeah. I I and two of his
1: messages and you know, like the four abortions that we know of. So it's like everything that he was standing for. On so, the on the so conservative, crazy. you know, hardcore Christian right, right. You know, I, I, movement. I t- and you're like
0: I don't fault Melania at all for any of the choices she has made. She certainly oh, did no, not no. choose has to become to first her. lady. That's what I'm saying. It's like, but there is an undeniable fact that photos of the naked first lady exist, yeah. and she's now the first lady yeah. from a party who got mad that Michelle Obama showed yeah. bare shoulders.
1: <laughs> it's unbelievable. Like, that's so that's crazy. That's this country.
0: So yeah. that's this country. So, all which, right. Which
1: is cuckoo. Uh, anyway, uh, Birth of a Nation. Uh, uh, besides hearing great things about it, um, what? He's looking at some technical stuff.
0: I think we've gone over two hours. Probably, and it's now. I think it I don't know, it says like there's four minutes. Anyway, I'm confused.
1: You think this isn't even recording? No, I know it's oh, recording. Okay. <laughs> I think it may have just. We've gone We're so long that it our reset
0: ourselves. the file. Okay, well, uh, and is on its edit. next file. You're yeah. an editor, you right? Can, uh, Anyway, you were gonna, let's wrap up. No, like, what, birth, what birth, of is suppo- birth of a Nation is
1: supposedly it's going to be one of the you know best picture kind of pushes.
0: I have very little hope. I thought Twelve Years a Slave was shit, um, and it won best picture. And uh, it, yeah, it was I didn't understand that. I it was didn't understand a, that movie. a terribly assembled movie, and the director of the movie had only done shorts before. And then when you watch when you watch the movie and you know that the movie is a series of shorts and that weren't uh, even
1: strung together well.
0: that, that aren't strung together well is it's like, just a it really... dog shit movie and i uh, i i gotta say in in defense of the white academy members um just because a black movie is made doesn't mean that a black movie should win yeah um and yeah. that's very annoying and i find that with 12 years a slave it was just garbage and like you said shakespeare um, and
1: love there's several movies across the and, board you know that have you have gone on to win things uh, let alone being nominated, but like win things that just don't deserve the, you know, the trophy, the, right. the actual win. And as that is most definitely one. Of, and it's like even then, it's like if you watch the Oscars, if you watch the Oscars that night, the people on stage, like nobody got along with the director. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was infighting on stage right there. Nobody liked the movie. The producers walked away. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, we're nominated for everything. Mm-hmm. And they still had no big hug, you know, at right. the end. And you're just like, that tells you what was even going on making the movie.
0: Part of what I really hate is, uh, it, people, you've heard the term Jews run Hollywood. There's a lot of Jewish people that work in Hollywood. Um, Jews win Oscars for all sorts of reasons, not only for making Jewish movies, yeah. movies about the Holocaust. But it feels like African Americans only win Oscars when they make movies about so, yeah. the Holocaust. Stupid. Or I'm sorry, about slavery, slavery. Yeah. and that I hate, and yeah. that part of that makes me kind of push away from the no, 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 birth absolutely. of the nation. Yeah. because um, there are so many talented African American actors, and there's so many things well, that can be done. And I don't understand why it always has to be.
1: We actually talked about this last, you know, sometime last year, one of the first podcasts. There's so many amazing stories out there that have yet to been portrayed in that particular motion picture. Yeah, I think, uh, art frame that black people can be involved with. And it's not this horrific part of history. Right. It's it's there's not, it, it, there's other horrific stories that can be done, you know, that can be done. There's other, there's other great, great stories. Great stories. Yeah. There's other personal stories. There's, you know, there's so much out there and yet it, talk about pulling on the heartstrings. I mean, is the love and friendship or whatever, or, you know, and you just sit there and you're like, fuck, how, you know, bipolar, that bipolar right. one. And you just sit there and you're like, Jesus Christ, why are they re- still ma- – because people still want to
2: right.
1: make these – people still want to see these things. And people still want to uh, feel empowered or feel good or feel good about themselves or whatever for all oh, those bipolar people. But they made those, a movie about bipolar. And you're like, yeah, but none of these actors are bipolar. So,
0: to you those, know, what the fuck? To you the know, so all- like to the alt white movement who voted Trump in. Yeah. They every time they turn around they're reminded of this the slavery time the movement of slavery. Right. The you know Black Lives Matter and all of that. Yeah. And getting voted getting Trump voted in, I can see why they would band together and there would be pushback because it's not as if they are constantly reminded in movies and television right. of all these other things that you know black people can portray it's whenever it comes up, it's another slavery movie right. or another slavery story. And Oh, we have to be reminded and we have to deal with that again. And instead of moving past it, I can see the group pushing back and banding together and it fuels what becomes the alt well, white movement.
1: Movie. They made this movie and what happens It's like, regardless if it was white people or black, you know, somebody brought up the rape case from 1999 to hurt this movie. So it was just like right there. The, the white, you know, some yeah. kind of backlash, you know, whatever, whoever started that about, this guy's been acting for a while. He's been in several movies, right. several but things. But this is what makes and like him you famous. Said, and he, and no, but, like, all of a sudden, yeah. like, again... All of a sudden, it's just like, oh, he makes another movie about, sla- you know, they made him a mo- movie about slavery, so let's hurt the movie, let's hurt his career, right? You know, whatever. But that's and, the
0: news today. Yeah, no, 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 no absolutely. But it's
1: like, if he made a movie about, you And know, that's
0: the other problem. You know, the news, the way that it pushes things, like the Black Lives Matter movement, and the way it sensationalizes and sells fear, and I mean, that, we're dealing with this. This is another thing that thankfully we're dealing with. In we wouldn't be if Trump wasn't elected. Trump being elected, now we're taking a lot of issue with what is real news and what is fake news, right. and how news needs to be revamped. Yeah, um, and hopefully, th- it is being brought so much to the light of the end user that the end user will push back and only select the news they want. Mm-hmm. Um, I had I do not watch television news at oh, all, no. any way, shape, or form, except for the political coverage, live event-type coverage. I watch um, it for the weather. Uh, commentary, news commentary. I, I don't give a shit. I don't no. want to hear what their opinion is. Because it's and, not their
1: opinion. It's whoever's paying for that right. spot. So.
0: And I would only get my news from whatever might have popped up in my Facebook feed. Mm-hmm. Uh, these days, thanks to a new app on the iPhone, or an app that I discovered, Apple News, um, I can subscribe to the LA Times, the New York Times, the New Yorker, and, you know, news outlets that... I want to see news from and I can quickly thumb it and get an overview. And I got to say, I don't read most of the stories. I thumb through the headlines and based on what 10 news organizations that I sort of believe in, uh, based on their headlines, I form an assumption of, oh, this is what's going on today. This is what Trump might've said, or this is what, you know, the people, how they're reacting and what their opinion is. Because in defense of Trump, and we've joked about this grabbing by the pussy thing a couple of times. You have he I ju- I have <laughs> he was attacked as being uh, what, did, what did they call him over that that uh, a predator not a predator, um, they've labeled him that you know a sexual assault right that he's sexual assaulting women by that, and if you go back and you listen to what he said, he said when you're famous sometimes they let you do things right you can grab them by the pussy. When Trump uses the word let, that's not assault. he's putting the power in the women. The women have to let him do right. it. And everybody glosses over this, and this is the media ran with. Mm-hmm. It's far more dazzling to say that he's sexually assaulting women, right. and that gets headlines, and you know that yeah. gets picked up, and it creates opinions. The truth is, there's no sexual assault of women happening there in any way, shape, or form whatsoever. What he particularly said yeah. I have said shit like that in locker room talk. For fun, for just jokes, for whatever. Right. I've said horrible things before. I'll admit that I've said horrible things on this podcast before. Even part of this Bannon guy, like people are accusing him of saying things. And I read some stuff that he said he ran a news magazine whose job it was to get eyeballs. And you do that with sensational stories and headlines. Right. You can't attribute everything he's ever written to being his opinion right you're trying to get eyeballs now this yeah. doesn't mean that I think that Trump and Bannon are good people, but
1: but when you sensationalize when you sizzle you know when you sizzle things, you know
0: they turn these things yeah. into stories and then you cruise your Facebook feed, and without right. knowing anything more, you go. Trump is a sexual predator, or right. is assaulting women, right. and Bannon hates all you know, min- and minority. Like, well, yeah, um, and neither of yeah. those things are true. Right. Is there some fact in some of them? Probably, but neither are true. And we're in a weird as, as
1: that state as that is stated. So we don't know, like you said, we don't know until there's like actual concrete proof that he uh, he is a predator, or he did assault people, or whatever. Right, you know, but that's it, just like saying
0: done. that we don't know that you're not right. a sexual no, assaulter that's, that's until saying. there's concrete proof right. that you are. What I'm saying, we have so to you're, take you're, on face value that right. you haven't. <laughs> there's but concrete people, proof. Yeah, that you, but people you, you aren't. Uh, yeah.
1: To, to sell to sell papers, to sell articles, to sell you know news, you know spots on TV you have to sensationalize things, unfortunately. Uh, right. Otherwise people just don't care. If and it bleeds, it leads. And that's happened since day one too. Yeah. This is nothing new. Film at 11. If yeah. it bleeds, it yeah. leads. But it's yeah. like, they, this is nothing new. So when people, you know, like Nightcrawler, when people make these, you know, sensationalized, you know, movies like, I can't believe news people would do this. And you're like, they've been doing the shit since day right. fucking one. What are you talking about? It's like, since day one of carving into the fucking, you know, rocks, there is some form of fear and there is some sort of beauty. There's not much of anything else. It's Fear the animal and look at what the plant, you know, the plants feed us. It's like right. there is always going to be sensationalized, you know, stories and or, you know, to make them, you know, the problem bigger.
0: today is anybody, myself included. Right. Can say something. Can, and yeah. Make a video. Make a, and it's completely, make a
1: totally, 100 percent taken out of context right. or. Well, no, 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 no I can context. I can yeah. write a blog and right. then
0: it gets shared all over Facebook right. and it's, you know, taken news. as fact, yeah. like, you know, in Don, Donald Trump said in People magazine that he would go as a Republican because the dumbest people in the world. Right. Never said it. Right. Never like, said that, anything that whole, remotely close to yeah, it. Yeah, like that
1: whole entire... Well, he did, but it was like... No, he didn't. You go no, back and read... People. No, the interview. The, there's a interview of him on TV. The, the way he was saying that, he was being sarcastic, and it was a sarcastic question. Like, it wasn't even... It was so out of context and out of order, even that you're it's just out like, of order.
0: Definitely, no, 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 no. But yeah. it was
1: just like, really, that's not really what he said. Yeah. He was talking about everybody. He was like, Republicans are fucking idiots. The Democrat, and basically what he was saying was like, the Democrats actually just look at stuff. The Republicans usually don't. So, ba- I mean, that's the the basis of that article and the basis of what he said there. It was just like Republicans take things at face value usually. 60 million people voted for him. So, obviously, he was correct. 100% correct in what he said that that article totally fucked over. Because, it was yeah, what you're saying is that's not exactly that what quote,
0: he said. Yeah, that quote is yeah. legit. No. All right. I mean,
1: there's, there's a lot there. I mean, there, there was a lot there. It was, it was a long, sarcastic, silly, dumb fucking interview that he probably paid for. So, no, I mean, to be honest. And, like you said, even to go back to him mean, real quick, like the news. It's just like watching, like, the news. Whether you like or dislike Roger Ailes and the people at Fox, all they cared about was making money. Yeah, they did not fucking believe one thing that they were fucking saying because they there's no proof of them saying it. They were selling fucking news. Yeah, they're selling and making yeah. ungodly amounts of money in the '90s. I mean, some of those ads were up there in the Super Bowl fucking things, mm-hmm. you know, which is like the morning news and it's four hundred thousand dollars for a thirty-second spot. How the fuck is that possible? And you're like. Because there's 25 million people watching, right? So they can fucking do whatever they want. You know, it's like look at Howard Stern before he went to Sirius. It was just like to put a you know a commercial on there. It was almost a million dollars, mm-hmm. but you had 40 million people listening, right? So it was like the more people listen or whatever, you can do whatever you fucking want. And it's like these people are about the money to in and getting people to watch. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna say more outrageous shit, or they're gonna just you know say whatever that sponsor fucking wants them to say. So some of it, you know, is baiting, is, you know, bullshit. And yeah. you just sit there and you like, you read it and you're like, I can't believe he did this. And you're like, but he didn't. You're right. So you're just like, but but she didn't say that. That's my first question. You know, it's I, like, I read like, I, the title.
0: I, then I go, who, what, what organization is this from? Yeah. And it's some bizarre no, thing, never no, heard of. Yeah. yeah, this is bullshit. But,
1: like, I mean, like, Hillary needs to be, you know, in jail because of emails. You're like... That doesn't even make any sense. Yeah. You're know, like, so, but but it sounds great and it sounds like, yeah, I her, you know. And you're like, but that doesn't make any like I have emails that I don't want people to read, but the people read them because they're there. They're out in fucking space. I, Anybody can fucking read them. I can't believe so, the
0: traction that those emails and, But that's what I'm saying. It, it's, just, it's just so but, amazing. But
1: that's the that's the that's what we're, you know, kind of talking about. It's just like And station- it's something it's something
0: things. that her that at some point at its inception, her team did not take seriously enough because who would like, we don't need to address this email thing. No. Like it's just going to blow over because it's dumb. Yeah. But then they just keep uh, it's so weird. It's
1: yeah. So well, cause baby Bush, baby Bush and Condoleezza Rice actually told me to do it this way. Colin Powell actually sat down when she was, you know, first uh, secretary of state, you know, to, to do it this way because everybody does it this way. So you uh, sit there and go, these are harsh Republicans telling her how to do it, right. and now all of a sudden it's biting. Maybe, it was, ooh, maybe it was conspiracy there.
0: Well, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, and we got to wrap this up. Go watch, uh,
1: some, go watch some movies. Go yeah. to the movie theater, you fucking bastard. Yeah, Look go at to you. the
0: movies or find some screeners. Look at you. No, or,
1: not screeners. You, you okay. need to go to the theater. <laughs> Pirate you of online. Some mo- you need to throw some money into these uh, horrible movie theaters with horrible, uncomfortable seats and yeah. really bad popcorn. But you just, you have to go. Yeah. And not the tent, fucking not Batman part 10. We're going to go to a movie soon. Fuck it. We're going. Right. Maybe. We're going. No, maybe, maybe office party.
0: Huh? Maybe office party. Office party? Yeah.
1: What's that? Oh, well, we can go see go see Bat too. <laughs> we could be like the only people in the theater. to but, see Bad Santa
0: too. You know. Um, all right. So uh, I'm Vince Roca.
1: I'm Martin Bailey.
0: And for more on the show, visit getconvinced.com.